Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing? Oh, what's new? Hey, LFA. How are you, Jada? I'm good. Welcome into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, the beginning of a new week here in the hideout. Uh, come on in. We're your uh, your new nighttime friends, and uh, for us to be friends, we have to communicate. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, or star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. If you're not a talker, then feel free to IM us. The AOL Instant Messenger is Real Radio Hideout. Real Radio Hideout. And the website, of course, is realradio.fm. Very excited because I think we have completed... Uh, I think we have our new logo ready. So wow, com- nice. Coming very soon, T-shirts, uh, billboards, uh, bumper stickers. Actually, <laughs> you're, uh, you're setting your goals really high for that, aren't you? Yeah, actually, you'll probably just see it on realradio.fm. But whatever. It's a start. <laughs> it's definitely a start. That was better than the old station. Which, by the way, I wonder if you went to the old stations. Oh, uh, I'm sure there's still a link for our, our old website there. I'm sure it's probably up there somewhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hope you had a wonderful weekend. In fact, we're going to tell you all about ours and give you prizes. It's called Whose Weekend Was It? So Whose Weekend Was It uh, is coming up. Tommy Bateman, there's a guest for you at your door, so go see what's going on over there. Uh, we've actually even reconfigured the setup of the hideout. J-Dubs, you are now in studio. Yes, I'm in this big studio. It's kind of odd. You're in the you know? SBK seat. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sitting here frigid. You know, because I don't want to move too much because I'm not used to all the rooms. So there's a lot, there's a lot of room in here. So we got everything handled. You and I will be in the same studio. It's like the old days. It'll be like we're actually communicating to each other, like we're sitting on the same couch in the hideout. And I feel like I should be, you know, pressing some buttons right now or doing something. But we put Tommy into his very own room, Bateman's basement over there where you used to be, and he'll be handling um, some of the talk and roll controls. Uh, whenever you call us, uh, interns number one and intern number two will uh, be answering the phone calls. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. And Chunks, now that he's graduated from college, is now manning the talk and roll controls. Congratulations to you, my friend. Thank you. It's very... Chunks! 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 chunks, chunks, chunks. Hmm, loser. Obviously, you can tell everyone's excited for you. And having him on that side of the booth where all of the controls are handled scares me. Yeah, that is very scary to know that him and two interns are handling everything technically, basically, for the hideout. Right. And when you look over there, you think probably the interns are more qualified for it. Yes, actually. Well, that's why they're higher in the totem pole. We, we give them the more important thing in answering the phone calls. He just makes sure the computer doesn't shut down. He makes sure that it doesn't go into that stall mode and the screensaver comes up. So have fun uh, babysitting over there. Now, uh, apparently there is still a link. For our old website. Are you kidding me? On the old radio station's website. What a dump. By the way, I was I was back in D.C. 
Hey, you know, the station over the weekend. You know what's funny is they they still have a link for the show that replaced us up there though. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, well, you know what? We'll talk about. Well, I don't even know if we want to talk Great. about it. Great. So, did you stop by uh, our old station at all when you went home? I did not go to WJFK. Not at all. I know Chunks did when he went back for graduation. You went to see Ron and Fez? Yeah, I stopped by and uh, saw them on Friday. Actually, my Giant Brian's last day as producer. How'd that go? How'd you have fun up there? Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. There was food in there and real laid back, and it was just a real awesome show. They were flowing and. Good, very good. Well, that's what we hope to get uh, done at some point this evening. In fact, here's the hideout seven, the seven questions we want to get answered before we get out of here at 11 o'clock. First up, Chunks actually expressed his um, concern and or anger and the fact that Friday night, intern number one, stunted. Yes. Uh, Chunks feels like that's his role in the show and that if he's not stunting, then what good is he? Which is actually completely true. So, and from what we understand, the stunt was on Friday's show for intern number one was the hideout sniff test. He went around, he sniffed a, I would say, um, what would it, what would equate to toilet paper that isn't new? And, Used? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm trying to not put it all together. And he got, he matched correctly the four smells of the hideout. Myself, you, Dubs, Tommy Bateman, and one of our listeners, Link. So he already has proven that he is better than Chunks in that part of the stunting. So Chunks decides today he wants to challenge number one to a stunt. Is this correct? You said it can be a stunt of our choosing? Yeah, I'll let you guys choose. Okay, I have something perfect in mind. So before 11 o'clock, probably uh, sometime soon, we're going to find out who's the better stunter in the hideout. (laughs) Intern number one or Chunks, the loser of the hardcore match? The loser two weeks ago on the Monsters. The loser in life. So we'll fi- we'll figure that out soon, though. I'm sure it'll go very well for you, Chunks. I doubt it. Also, uh, <laughs> something to get answered this evening. Are the Christians turning on Bush? Yes. Dubs, you seem to have some sort of proof. Yeah, I, I've uh, done some digging up on some of uh, Bush's latest stops and his tour, or crusade, as he calls it, for some reason. I don't, I don't understand that, but... To each their own. What's a crusade? I don't know. But he's coming, uh, he had issues in Grand Rapids? Yes, he had issues with uh, some protesters at a Christian school. So this might answer if Christians are turning their back on Bush. Uh, how did Darth Vader rob a movie theater? Apparently that happened, and we have some details on that story for you. Would you buy a gay-themed greeting card? Yes. Okay, again, these are kind of rhetorical questions. Mm, okay. I'm throwing them out there. You don't have to necessarily answer. I wouldn't buy them for me or anything or a life partner, but I'd buy them. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, how would we answer the latest USA Today scene in Gallup polls? Have you ever felt ashamed to be an American? Have you read the new Rolling Stone yet? No, I've not. There's an interesting quote from Chris Cornell of Audio Slave. Whenever they went over, they did a uh, little gig in Cuba. They performed for about two and a half hours in front of 50,000 people. And he actually said at some point, I'll give you the complete context of the uh, of the statement, but something to the effect of looking around, looking at how little these people have, it's hard to not feel ashamed uh, of being an American. But we start the week uh, off, J-Dubs, on these Monday nights by playing a weekend recap game called Whose Weekend Was It? What will happen is intern number two will list off a statement and it was either done, the action by myself, by Dubs, by Tommy Bateman, or by Chunk. Some of the stuff that we have to give away uh, include a pair of tickets to see Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson 
um, at the Bright House Networks Field in Clearwater, Florida. That's coming up on the 29th. Also, we got some tickets for Los Lobos live at the House of Blues. Um, uh, in addition to that, DVD copy of the provocative drama Kinsey starring Liam Neeson and Laura Linney. $25 in burger bucks from Burger King and a $25 gift certificate to Buffalo Wild Wings. So if you want to be a winner, pick up the phone right now. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, or star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. We'll take a break. We'll come back, light them up for whose weekend was it. Uh, back in mere moments in the hideout. Real Radio, 104.1. You know he is right. He can't do anything other than stunts. I think somebody's going to have to take over the reeds. Welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio, 104.1. Uh, half A and Dubs, 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Time to play our weekend recap game. Whose weekend was it? I'm still getting used to it over here. Is there an open or what? Hold on. Don't tell me to hold on. <laughs> we uh, have... Dubs, this isn't working. Okay, I'll come on oh, wait, in there. No, wait, hold on. Never mind. Let's just play the game. Give me the music. Jesus. Professional boat here we have going down like the Titanic. And Iceberg, right ahead! And is it any wonder that it's because Chunks is back? For uh, God's sakes, there's women and children down here! Let us out so we can have a chance! Is that supposed to be Irish? I don't know. Whatever they are in Titanic. <laughs> Ladies first in the hideout. Here we go. Robin, you're first up. You ready to play? I am. All right, here we go. Whose weekend was it? Uh, here's our host, number two. Over the weekend, this hideout member got laid but didn't finish. Whose weekend was it? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks got laid but didn't finish? I'm going to say Tubbs. Tubbs or Chunks or who? Tubbs. Tubbs? It's Dubs. <laughs> and yes, that's correct. You bitch! <laughs> Come on! I mean, I don't, I don't know you personally, but Jesus Christ, call me Tubbs. No, it's not. I've lost a lot of weight lately. It's not the first time that you've been called Tubbs. Congratulations uh, to Robin, who won, even though she was called a. Uh... I mean, it wasn't directed at her. It was directed at her comment. Now, do you get offended when somebody calls you Tubbs? I mean, it's not nice. It's not a fun thing. It's like when people call you El Hefty. It's just not fun. It's not nice. It's not funny. I actually got a giggle out of it. Um, so what happened? You ended up having some relations? Yeah, me and my chick uh, got drunk Saturday night and decided to... Uh, How's that different from any other Saturday night? Not much, but this time we decided to rock it, you know? And we went for a while. I, I mean, I was nailing. and Okay, okay. And uh, then nothing. You just You just gave up? Yeah, both of us did. We're like, you know what? We're way too drunk for this. So we just said, all right, screw it. Now, is that, does that ever happen to, uh, like, offend her? Does she get offended or anything? She would get offended if we were sober. But since we were drunk, she knew. I've never understood why it is, too, that alcohol acts as a... Um... Well, I mean, it numbs every part of your body. So Alcohol okay. does. So, I, I mean, you. You, you can't, you know, I got get you. any pleasure out of eating, sex, anything. See, I find that different, though. I find that when I am drunk, that's when I get the most pleasure out of most things. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because then I have no inhibitions, and so I, like, I don't feel guilty about eating when I'm drunk. I don't feel guilty about sexual relations when I'm drunk. See, I feel more guilty about everything when I'm drunk. 
I feel more guilty about if I eat something I shouldn't because I know I I have this mindset. All right, watch what you do tonight because you're going to regret it in the morning. So every time I drink, I have that going through my head at all times. You have some issues, brother. Yeah. In fact, is that therapist, that psych student coming in tonight, Tommy Bateman, do we know? I emailed her and I never heard back from her. All right, we were supposed to have a psych student come in to evaluate us. And that's one of the many things I'd like to, her to evaluate about you. That uh, and the if fact she that, doesn't come in, I'll evaluate everybody. Well, the fact that you don't like white condiments, and you don't remember, and you're afraid of children, and you don't remember anything before the age of seven. And why are you disrobing? I'm getting that comfortable so I can evaluate everybody. That's not the kind of evaluation we were talking about. Doug, Doug, you're next up in the hideout. Ready to play this weekend, was it? You got it, brother. All right, here we go. Here is number two. Over the weekend, this hideout number got laid and finished. Whose weekend was it? Hefe Dubs, Bateman, or Trunks? Uh, let's go. I'm going to take a stab at Hefe. Yes, brother, you are correct, my friend. Congratulations to you. Surprise. I um, I went back to D.C. over the weekend. Yes, you did. And I uh, picked up some hooker out there. No, I did not get a hooker. Mm. I did not make it to Southeast D.C. I um, made a booty call. A uh, one of the old ones, you know. You used to yeah, tag back in those dudes. No, no. She's a hot chick. Oh, okay. And it was great. I was fantastic. Let that be a note to Central Florida. I was epic sexually this weekend. Although I could tell she was Were you a, magic. I could tell she was a little disappointed. Stop. <laughs> I could tell she was a little disappointed because she wanted to go again. And I was like, yeah, we'll go again after we go grab some drinks. And then I ditched her after the drinks. Went back to the hotel and uh, ended up watching. Why Elf. did you ditch her? Elf. Elf or Elf? Elf. Oh, okay. Yeah, the. Um, which, by the way, is always on stars, apparently. Uh, I ditched her because of the fact, dude, that I had, had enough of her time. You know what I mean? I didn't want to uh, hang around and talk with her anymore. And, yeah, uh, but you could have got laid again. You think? You could have done it. Yeah, she wanted to, you know, she wanted another round. I wasn't interested. I had already done what I needed to do. You understand what I'm saying? I hear you. I, I think our guest is on the line. Is this our guest, Trunks? All right. Duff from Velvet Revolver is supposed to join us. It was tentative, but apparently he is uh, he is joining us right yeah. now in the hideout. Chunks is talking to him. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 in singular wireless phones. If it is Duff, we will uh, hold off on the game to finish off the game. We'll go back to it, but we'll talk to Duff and then about, we'll continue how, on the game. How about we play the game with Duff? I'm sure he'll get all of them correct. Absolutely. We're old friends. <laughs> Big fan of the show. In fact, it is, ladies and gentlemen, from um, one of the greatest rock bands ever, and also, to one of the greatest up-and-coming rock bands in Velvet Revolver, the previous rock band in uh, Guns N' Roses. Joining us in the hideout right now is Duff. Duff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for joining us on your day off. I, I like the up-and-comer. Uh, well, oh, well, you know, I mean, That's it's, great. It's, uh, it's great new stuff, man. We talked to Slash, what, two weeks ago, yes. Dubs? And um, you guys were out here at the Earth Day birthday. Yeah, and it, that was great, It actually. was It was uh, just an amazing time with you guys. Um, I know you guys got the big show coming up tomorrow 
in yeah. uh, Tampa at the St. Pete's Forum and also uh, at West Palm Beach, Florida, yeah. on the uh, on the 25th. And I, this is something that I, I asked Slash, and I want to ask you because he had a different answer, and I have a feeling. First of all, when you were on stage, when you were up there performing in front of the thousands upon thousands of people, do you see faces, or are you just seeing, like, mounds of movements? Are, are you looking down? No. It, it, it all, it really all depends. You know, Slash, um, he's pretty much hidden. Like, you know, he's hidden in his hair. And, uh, and, and if the lights are in, in a place where you, sometimes you can't see anybody but in the front row. Right. Um, sometimes, you, you know, you can see all the way out. It really depends. That gig, you could really see, you could see everything. And, you know, I mean, um, I've played gigs in front of, you know, over 200,000 people where the horizon was people. Right. And when they would jump up and down, you know, when you go into, like, jungle or something, the whole horizon would move and you'd lose your footing. Wow. You know? Um, but, um, you know, some gigs you can, you can see people and some, which is kind of frustrating. You you can you can only see like a couple of people in the first row. Right. It's just black, so and you hear you know you hear the cheer after the song, and uh, you know and and during some parts of our set we do turn on the house lights mm -hmm. so we can see everybody. But yeah, it's kind of surreal when you can't see anybody. Now I got to ask you, Duff from Velvet Revolver tomorrow in uh, in Tampa, Florida, here in the Hideout on Real Radio, dude. What is it like to be up there in front of that many people? Playing something that you created, something that means that much to you, and people are, you know, don't, playing along, you know, with their hands or their singing. What, it's all about. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, we're blessed. It's a dream come true. It's, uh, it, it ceases to amaze me, you know, that stuff that we create, you know, out of, you know, space, really. Was there um, any time when you were uh, in between bands and everything where you thought, you know what, I might not do this again. I might, you know, never get on stage and play my music again. No, I was always playing, even in Seattle when I w went back and went to school in Seattle. I was always playing music, and I, I was really happy just playing, you know, I'd go to Japan and do tours or, or just play up and down the West Coast. And um, I had, you know, really good bands, and, and um, I was, you know, I'd, I'd seen, I'd been at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah. And I looked at the glasses half full, you know. I'd yeah. done it, and now I, I get to go play. And I was playing good-sized places, and they're full. And and it was I was going to school and having kids, and and um, but I never. It's not like for me. It's not something I have to have. I don't. I don't. You know, spotlight for me is something. That is not necessary in so, my life at all. So if everything went away tomorrow and you you weren't able to play music ever again, what would it be that you were doing now? Like if my hand got cut off? Yeah, if that? your hands got cut off, if you were uh, you know, paraplegic, what would you be doing? Well, uh, I'm a martial artist, so I'd, I'd keep doing that somehow, you know. Um, I'd raise my kids. Who knows, man, I'd get some sort of prosthetic and, and play anyhow. That'd be, uh, that would be very interesting to watch. Duff from uh, Velvet Revolver, join us in the Haida. Did you have an appreciation? Because um, you said it was kind of a, uh, you know, you're kind of looking at things uh, from a different perspective when coming up with the Guns N' Roses thing. Did you have an appreciation for how big things were and how, you know, and your place in music history? Or at the it, time? Yeah. No, because we were so much in the moment 
and it was happening so fast, and it was like a, a, a huge whirling dervish around us. So we, you know, I remember one time when we, we went out on tour on our first record, and we were out forever, and the record finally broke. If you remember, like eight months after it came out, and we just kept touring and kept touring, and we came back to L.A. and um, everybody was dressed like us. And we knew, you know, we knew like all of a sudden something had changed, you know. Right. Because um, before that, everybody was wearing kind of like I don't know, glam poison right. warrant type of thing, and all of a sudden we get back and they're rocking, you know, with leather coats and Harley Davidson and you know cowboy boots and stuff. Um, but there was never an instant, you know, where. You know, and I, and I still, I mean, I realize we made a, a huge effect and, and opened the doors for um, more kind of hard on your sleeve music right. back then. Um, but you know, that's just the way we did it, and, and it worked. And and um, it's kind of hard to see the forest through the trees, you know, still to this day. Velvet Revolver tomorrow in Tampa, Florida, uh, Wednesday in West Palm Beach. Uh, VelvetRevolver.com. Duff from Velvet Revolver joining us in the hideout right now. That is me. Uh, Let me ask you. I mean, I don't know how much you like to talk about him at all, but we've had buddies who were talented and just something happened to them, and they they almost felt like they were bigger than they were. I mean, or better than they you know had to be. I mean, do you do you do you talk to Axel? Do you do you feel for him? Do you talk about him? I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, you know, we're still. No, not. I mean, really, only on like if if we do interviews and ask about it. I, I, you probably know more about what's going on with him than I do. I mean, if you look at it from my perspective, once I left, I mean, you know, we're all A type personalities. Yeah. You have to be to be in a in a band like this that tours and and writes and and goes for it. You know. I went straight, you know, I got sober, man, and, and I'm lucky to be alive, number one. Number two, I, I went straight into school and uh, started having kids and, and add my band. And and um, then we started this thing up, you know, and, and I really haven't had time to lift my head up and look around. And it's not, you know, once I left, what, really once Izzy, to me, once Izzy left Guns, Mm-hmm. That was really the end of the real Guns N' Roses. You know, we we Slash and I toughed it out and um, finished out that Illusions tour. Brought Gilby in, you know, and and um, but you know, I that was the beginning of the end for me. Now you say you you feel lucky, you know, to be alive, obviously, because I mean. What about like the spleen exploding and that kind of stuff? Talk about yeah, my pancreas. Yeah, uh, it was pancreas. What? I mean, what? What was that like? I mean, how, was that was that all just from the partying or? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I was drinking. You know, it just got excessive to the point of, you know, people. You know, it was it was beyond like Mick and Keith. You know, it was it was uh, it was on a crash course, uh, crash course with you know just self destruction. Yeah, and um, you know I was drinking a gallon of vodka a day and, oh, and ingesting as much drugs as now I you're could. You're a lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. So um, it, it caught up with me, and 
Yeah, I was at home one day. I bought my house in Seattle, and I was there alone, and and um, it just erupted. And uh, luckily, my best friend came over to my to the house, and he always just walks in the side door. And I could hear him downstairs. I couldn't even get up to dial 911, you know. And uh, he came upstairs. I could hear him come upstairs, and he came in and, and found me on the floor. And I was conscious, you know, but I just couldn't move. It hurt so bad. And and he said, ah, it's, it finally happened, man. And, and he uh, put me in his car, took me to emergency, and I was in the hospital for, you know, 15 days. Wow. Dolphin, Dolphin Velvet Revolver. You, you talk about you went to school. What'd you study? Finance, man. Wow, nice. All right, that's something that's that you, smart. Do you recommend that for every rock star then? You know, I do. You know, it's it's uh, they uh, there's lawyers and agents and managers and everybody out there out to pretty much suck you dry. Right. And if you don't know what's going on, there's lots of back ends and all kinds of yeah. you know ways that um, people can make money and shouldn't be making money off of you. You know, your management should be uh, sharing in, in costs of things, and, and they won't unless you demand they do, you know. Did you take a course? What school did you go to? Did you take a correspondence? Are you walking in there, Duff, from Velvet, you know, from Guns N' Roses? No, man, I, I got into, I didn't graduate, even graduate high school. I, um, I went to community college and got, you know, straight A's, and I got into this really highbrow um, sort of, it's a Jesuit school, a Harvard-esque school in uh, Seattle, um, and it's one of the best business schools in in the United States. And uh, um, yeah, I went in there as me. I cut all my hair off, you know. Right. Which kind of goes with the thing, you know. I I I just recognition and and like quote unquote rock stardom is not what I ever got into this for. It's just the love of playing music. Right. But I'm sure at some point, too, it's like, wow, you're sitting there in finance class and Duff is next to you. And you're like, oh, how does this happen? And you got straight A's, too, in the whole bit? Yeah, man. Damn, man. Good for you. Yeah. Who would have even thought? Rock star, finance degree, getting a 4.0, the whole bit. It's that damn A-type personality. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Duff, we appreciate it. Big gigs coming up tomorrow. Uh, in uh, Tampa, Florida, uh, Wednesday you're going to be in West Palm Beach, and uh, coming up Sunday, September 4th, part of Ozfest, Velvet Revolver, Duff from Velvet Revolver, and of yeah. course, we appreciate you coming in the hideout, bro. All right, you got it. Thanks, man. Uh wow, Duff. Hey, can you imagine just again what it's like to be a rock star, first of all, and then a rock star going into finance school? And just sitting there in class as Duff from Guns N' Roses? Well, yeah, and have him be your lab buddy. Yeah, me and uh, Duff are working on this. Uh, I don't know. We're trying to balance a checkbook here. Can't get it done. I'm sure he knew what he was doing. Well, I mean, it takes a while to learn that kind of stuff. Dubs, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll pick up whose weekend was it. Kyle and Link hung through the interview, so they'll be up first. 407-916-1041, 888 star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. So have many prizes to give away as we play Who's Weekend Was It, a re, uh, weekend recap game. In fact, I'll go through those prizes next in the hideout. Welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs, in the middle of uh, Whose Weekend Was It, giving you prizes. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 or star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Number two is the host. She will read off something that happened over the weekend. You decide if it came from uh, myself, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks. 
By the way, thank you so much to Sonny's Barbecue hooking us up. We'll yeah. keep running back and forth during the commercial breaks. Eating some ribs and baked beans. Outstanding, the bread, too. And they even mm. brought over some of that iced tea, sweet tea. Very good. So thank you to uh, Sonny's Barbecue for that. Let's continue to play the game, uh, J-Dubs. Whose weekend was it? Start with Link. Link, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I'm much, man. Good to talk to you again. Uh, Link, one of our Friday night friends, comes in during the open door policy from 9 to 11 on Friday nights. All right, whose weekend was it? Here is number two. Over the weekend, this hideout member was given a new wardrobe. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, who was given a new wardrobe? I would have to say Chunks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Congratulations, you're a winner, my friend. Hold on. Chunks, in fact, you walked in today just glowing by the fact that you had a new shirt, new shorts, new sandals, new sunglasses. You were feeling good about yourself, weren't you? It was. Yeah, we had to scuff up his new shine because he came in wearing new clothes, which is great. We wanted him to look better, kind of give him a whole makeover. But when he came in... He was wearing stuff still two sizes too small for him. He wears medium shirts and size 32 jeans. He's got one of those prototypical Latin button-down striped Florida shirts on, and it's white, and it looks like a crinkled napkin, which is, uh, like you said, Dubs, two sizes too small. It's a medium, and he's definitely a, a large to extra large kind of guy. Who gave this to you, Chunks? Uh, that would be my sister. She's... Agreed. I think she might have actually heard when you guys were telling me I don't dress too well, and she said enough is enough. You're did graduating. She, did she miss all the segments? We talked about you dressing two sizes too small. No, she heard those too. And so she still gets you a medium? Is that well, so we I, can have... You know what? I think he just kind of went with her and said, no, this is my my size. I look great were, in this. What were you wearing before, childs? <sighs> no. He does wear huskies. So he should. That is part of it. All right, Kyle, thanks for your patience through the Duff interview from Velvet Revolver. You ready to play? Yeah, man. All right, here we go. Kyle, here's number two. Over the weekend, this hideout member sold games and returned items to get money. Half a dubs, Bateman or Chunks, whose weekend was it? Dubs, because his car broke down. Yeah. Damn right. Jesus Christ. Wow, we're just running through the prizes. Congratulations, Kyle. Our friends are participating and uh, paying attention. I they like know what's that. going on. They already have a very good idea of what is going on. And now you need to explain it now because he's right. My car broke down. I am flush out of money, so I had to go return some stuff we still had uh, the receipt for and sell some of my old video games. All right, what'd you sell? <clears throat> uh, basically all my old video games except for uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Madden, and college basketball. How much money did you get? Like 30 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Did you, uh, what did you return that you had receipts for? Uh, my girlfriend had some, uh, jackets and everything she bought, and... We don't need a jacket down here. No. That's why we returned them. So what'd you do with that money, then? Uh, it went right back into the account, because... Oh, you're afraid of stuff being over... Yeah. Isn't that funny? People think, here we are, being <laughs> rock stars, a lot of money on the radio, people listen, and we're still selling back things so things won't bounce. Yeah. Someday, my friend. Someday. Well, when I stop paying double rent... That would be nice, too, wouldn't it? I'm still paying rent in one city and rent here, so. D, you're in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. You ready to play, D? D. Yeah. You ready? Ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's number two. Over the weekend, this hideout member acted like an ass at his graduation. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, who acted like an ass at their graduation? Uh, Dubs. 
I'm sorry. That was that was actually Chunks. Hold on, you get another shot. Chunks graduated from George Mason University after six and a half years trying to get that elusive communications degree. <laughs> yeah. And what were you doing? Acting like an ass. Chasing the tiger. Well, you know, <laughs> they have these speakers, and they're all prestigious, and all they do is list off all the great things they've done. So I'd yell stuff like, shut it, or you're a millionaire, shut the blank up, you know, and just start cussing at him. <laughs> well, I'm, sure that was, I'm sure that was entertaining, all of yeah. the other 11th graders. Yeah. Well, I actually helped start a wave, too. What? I'm not kidding you. And it worked. It worked, though. I didn't look like an ass doing it by myself. Was there a dog that graduated before you? Yes. What happened? I walk in and I see this dog walking up and I was like, I can't believe this. They're going to give this dog some honorary degree or something. My dumbass is actually walking behind it. But it turns out it was actually like a blind woman who's graduating. <laughs> okay, no kidding. You think they're really going to give a dog an honorary Dude, degree? I didn't know, man. It's maze. It's a crap school. <laughs> you know what I mean, they would do that there. Obviously. Are they going to put up this, this is the chunks wing of the communications building? <laughs> no. You should be buried there. You spent most of your life there. I know. All right, D, you get one more go around. You ready to play? D. Yeah. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member watched Revenge of the Sith again. Hefe dubs Bayman or Chunks, who watched Revenge of the Sith again? Again? Hmm, Bateman. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. I haven't even watched it once. That was uh, that was me, J-Dubs. I went to go see it again. This was on the conditions of me getting laid. And so I went and I slept through uh, the entire Wait, thing. For some reason, you got laid because you went to Revenge of the Sith? This booty call that I made really wanted to go to the movies and really wanted to Must see Star Wars. a dorky Wars. dude. There was a chick. Uh. Hey, Jimmy D's a nice guy. Stop. <laughs> he was not in D.C. And he is a nice guy. He told me he watched it every day over the weekend, over the extended weekend. That opens up a phone line, 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Gabriel, let's play whose weekend was it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member rated his co-worker's DVD collection. Who rated the DVD collection? Hefe, uh, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Hefe. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. That was actually Tommy Bateman. Hold on, you get another shot. Uh, did, you right. did you find anything good? Uh, I like the Tybo workout set. That was great. Who's, whose collection was this? Hefe's? Yeah, that was mine. You I have Tybo? I was going through every phase. I wanted to do everything. Yeah, I you think went you just Tybo, Tymo, whatever. I think you just stole it from his ex-wife out of spite. Possibly. Maybe I got that. Actually, I watched Reservoir Dogs. What'd you think? I, I wasn't all that impressed by it, right? Really? I mean, everyone, I, maybe it's because it's been so yeah, hyped up. Yeah, you probably had it too hyped. And I was just kind of like, I mean, it, I guess it came out first, but it reminded me a lot of the usual suspects, but not quite as interesting. I don't know about that. Okay. I thought it was way more interesting. All right, fine. He didn't like it. Here we go, Gabriel. Get another shot of whose weekend was it? Okay, I'm ready. Over the weekend, this hideout member got kicked out of a bar. Hefe dubs Bateman or Chunks who got kicked out of a bar. Oh, man. How about um, Dubs? Oh, Jesus Christ. I was too poor to go to a bar this weekend. That was you, Chunks. And I don't want to hear the story. I really yeah. don't care. <laughs> Essentially, you're taking underage uh, people into bars. Is that what I hear? No, they were not underage. They were overage. The uh, waitress was just being... They were too old to be there? What do you mean, overage? <laughs> what is this? Well, they were over 21. Are you hanging out with senior citizens <laughs> in Northern Virginia? Are these the only people who want to hang out with you? Pretty, mu pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Ted. Ted, let's play whose weekend was it. You ready? Yep. Hello, Ted. Go ahead. 
Over the weekend, this hideout member passed out while playing a video game. Who passed out? Hefe Dubs, Babin, or Chunks? Whose weekend was it? Oh, Dubs. That's correct, my friend. Jesus Christ. Hold on. Yes, uh, after I got done uh, having sex with my girlfriend but not finishing the job, uh, I went to play a video game and passed out while playing the video game. So it was pretty hammered. So video games knocked you out, not the sex. Yes. Do you do you realize that that doesn't count, by the way? Well, I, mean, I know it doesn't mean I had, that's why I said had sex but didn't finish, kind of. Because that's not throwing even, the asterisks on it. That's not even sex. To be perfectly honest. With it you. is. Nah, you got to finish with. Just seen it. Stop. I don't want to see it. Maniac. I have visioned it before in my dreams. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Finish up the game. Whose weekend was it? Couple of open lines. 407-916-1041, and Star1041 on your singular wireless phones. It's the Hideout. Win surprises on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout. Hefe and Dubs. Uh, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, Chunks at the helms of the talk and roll controls. We're wrapping up the weekend recap game. Whose weekend was it? You should have known because he's German. Right. By the way, I got some of this wonderful uh, Sonny's barbecue. We had, they brought the ribs over and the baked beans. I got some of this uh, still on my lips. It falls off the bone. It's great. Chunks, I need you to come over with that napkin you call a shirt and wipe up my mouth, please. Mm. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong? You look like you're hurting over there. What's wrong with you? Just a little, just a little nervous. I'm really, uh, really not trying to mess up more than I know I'm going to eventually at, at some point in in the show. Brian, here we go. Let's play the game. Whose weekend was it? You ready? Yep. All right. Here is number two. Our host. S. Over the weekend, this hideout member got busted smoking by his mom. Who got busted by his mama? Hefe Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? I'd say uh, you guys suck. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, and that's the wrong answer. <laughs> let's finish up with Bob. You ready to play the game, Bob? Let's do it, buddy. All right, here we go. Uh, let's move on to number uh, 11. Over the weekend, this hideout member didn't pay for food because his people because people were messing with his dog. Whose weekend was it? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Got to be Bacon. Bacon. That's correct. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What happened, Bacon? <laughs> All right, it's Hefe, Tubbs, Bacon, and Chugs. Come on, Kevin, tell me. <laughs> well, I was, you know, frying myself up for a little bit. <laughs> right. And uh, I just I went into a convenience store, and I had to tie my dog up outside, and people were, like, saying stuff. and Like what kind of stuff? They were, like, looking at me all crazy and saying... You look greasy? St- <laughs> yeah. Mumbling stuff like about something about a dog, and I'm like, all right, this is uncomfortable. And then there's just jackass. You took like 20 minutes in line ahead of me. Were they calling you the other white meat? Um, no, I had my pants on. Nice. Oh. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically I just had like eight items, and I was like, F this, I'm leaving. Um, then I went to a better place. Better well, good, selection. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> but people messing with your dog. Now, were you leave, did you leave your dog in the, uh, in the car? No, I, we were out walking. So oh. I just had her tied up. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was just out there in the open. Yeah, kind of. Think somebody kicked it? No, I was watching the whole time. I actually went inside and waited a few minutes just to watch them. Hmm. 
Nice. I was just hoping they would try something. The other highlight of my weekend, J-Dubs, I um, was watching 60 Minutes last night. Okay. And I laughed at this thing called the Silver Ring Thing. It apparently, I guess there's a website for it too, silverringthing.com. It's one of these like high school programs or these like basically a traveling carnival where this guy tells you, hey, don't have sex. It's an abstinence um, only kind of program. And not only do they say don't have sex, they say condoms are bad for you. So this was a commercial or? No, it was on 60 Minutes. It was like they did this expose on this thing, which, by the way, it's receiving it's receiving government funds, too, which is insanity to me because it's all about God and Christ and things like that. And then talking about not having sex. But the thing that just I found appalling was this guy who runs this. He was actually questioned by Ed Bradley. He goes, so you telling me that you would tell your daughter that if she decided to have sex, which you tell her she shouldn't until marriage, but if she decided to not to wear a condom, and he goes, absolutely. Why? What's wrong with the condom? What's, why is the condom so bad? It's not going to protect her feelings. <laughs> it's not going to protect her long term. It's not going to protect, and it's not even... Her a, neck for me choking while I'm doing it? Stop. It's not even going to protect her from, uh, um, you know, other things. They say it doesn't even pr- protect from diseases, apparently. That's what he says. I mean, it doesn't protect about, uh, against every disease, but still, but it's better than nothing. And, you know, and the dude brings up a good point. Bradley does. He's like, hey, look, it's, um, you want to you wanna sit down and you want to take care of your kids. Actually, it wasn't Bradley. It was someone who did an interview from, like, Columbia in New York. And he goes, you want to tell your kids not to have sex, but it's inevitable. They're going to have sex. That's what human beings do. Uh, crazies are the people who wait for marriage. He didn't say this. I just added that in. But if they're going to have sex, you want to tell them. Protect yourselves. The safest way possible. Use a condom, you know, dental dam, whatever uh, other kind of... Um, I need something. I got some of the Sonny's barbecue on my teeth. Actually, you know what? Uh, Yotara Vegeta says, what the hell is Dubs lisping for? Why Are you lisping today? I don't think so. Am I? It might be the new mic. I might be on a different mic. I don't think the microphone's going to affect your enunciation. No, but it might, you know, bring other things out that the other one didn't. I mean, mics sound different every time you're on one. Do you think that's what it is? Maybe. I don't know. If you say so. What is it, then? I don't you know. You seem like you know. I don't know. Let the cat out of the bag. I don't know. I'm just asking you a question. If you, you got say- that little smirk on your face, you know something. If you say it's a different mic, then it's a different mic. I said that might be what it is. Could be a stroke. There's no stroke going on. Apparently not this weekend, or at least not enough. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. We'll get the show started. By the way, coming up, who's the better stunter, Chunks or number one? Chunks has challenged number one for moving in on his uh, his, uh, his area, moving in on his territory. And we'll, yeah. and we'll find out next. It's the Hideout Rural Radio. All right, you're lisping because that's the other thing you did for money this weekend. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. 407 or Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. All right, kind of breaking news. I don't know how much people really um, have followed it. Or even if you really care a whole lot. I don't think people feel like it affects them. But the senators have reached a deal to avert that whole filibuster showdown. And they were... 
there was a whole bunch of infighting over the Democrats holding up some of President Bush's radical, insane judges. And apparently they struck a deal because the Republicans were going to invoke what's called a nuclear option. Nuclear. And what does that mean? What's a nuclear option? doesn't sound fun. No, uh, basically, what it's, I believe if they enact, and I could be wrong if somebody wants to uh, correct me on this, is that they only have to get a simple majority in order to pass them. So they say, all right, well, you guys are holding everything up with filibusters. We're going to enact this nuclear option, and uh, it only takes 51 votes. And the, I believe the Republicans have like 54 Republicans, something like that, 55. Wow. And it, basically what's happening, and I don't think this, this option has ever been used before, What's, is it part of the uh, the Patriot Act? No, I don't think oh. so. But what's going on is that these Republicans are drunk with power. I mean, it's not enough that they own the presidency. It's not enough that they own Congress. You know, it's they now want to own all the judges, and they want everything. They they're essentially the Sith. I'll tell you what the judge cra- the judges is where the power's at though. That's what stays even after it's all said and done. And they're creating the their evil empire right now. And it's just and then there's a CNN uh, USA Gallup poll that came out. Yeah. Let me see if and you can go around the room real fast. I want to get a poll to hide out if you want to join in. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 on singular wireless phones. Do you approve or disapprove of the way George W. Bush is handling his job as president? Disapprove. Disapprove. Number number Approve. number two approves. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> and um, I say disapprove. Now, what's so funny is that I was like, who are these people who don't have an opinion? These four percent. It's Tommy. It's Tommy Bateman. Are you kidding me? You really don't care about politics? I'm just worried they're going to preempt 24 tonight, and I'm taping it. No, they're not going to preempt 24. You're Thank God. Are. Your precious 24 no. is going to be fine. Better be. It's the final one. I like I care. Is Jack Bauer going to you know, save the country from the nuclear uh, warhead? Yes. yes, he is. Great. Thanks for ruining it. Can he save us from the nuclear option? That's what I want to know. And the Democrats craved. Absolutely caved. And I'm saying this stuff. I, I don't want to go through all these questions, but you know, some of them are like, "Do you think you know W has the personality and leadership qualities that a president should have? Do you agree with him on most of your issues? Um, is the country better off with a Republican-controlled conference or uh, Congress?" I came to this epiphany walking through the streets of D.C. over the weekend because I was back there wrapping up some loose ends and having sex. We need Ew. a multi-party system. It is now in the time, whatever. We need a, an orgy in politics. We need multiple partners, multiple people with power. Because multiple the, inputs. The Democrats and the Republicans, same thing. Essentially the same thing. And it is now time for a legitimate third party. Here, here. I say, we need something new. Because it's not working what's going on right now. It's I'll just tell you what. Back or forth. Back and forth. Let's get behind uh, Nader and the Green Party. No, we need something legitimate. Absolutely need something legitimate. What would be legitimate? <laughs> I don't know. The Reform Party? But that already happened. And there's nothing sexy about Perot. What is that porn music? Am I right or I am I I guess we need an orgy, as you said. Yes, the sexual orgy, the sexual revolution. 
the congressional revolution. The political revolution must start with you. Am I right or am I wrong? I think you're right. I've been I've been trying to vote third party for a while, but I, I can never get myself to because I'm so afraid of it not counting. Now, here's what I always said about third parties. You can't vote third parties in presidential elections. It just won't happen. you got to get your third parties going on, like, the county level, on the city level. You Wait, those people are voted in? Yes. Oh, I've only been going to one election. I thought that was the only one you had to do. I have more than one uh, uh, every four years to do. There's one coming up this year, believe it or not. For what? Actually, there's one coming up this year for certain things. There's one coming up in 06 that's pretty big. Absolutely. Can't we vote online? No. That would be good. All right, there's already corruption. There's absolutely already corruption, and I don't even prove it fully. I can't, and that's my problem. What would draw you out to the polls, then? Anything? uh... I go to the polls already. Tommy, what would take you out there? Um, chicks and bikinis, fitness models. That's what I'm saying. Maybe if Jack like, Bauer. maybe if you held, <laughs> maybe if you had like, yeah, autograph signs with Jack Bauer out there. Uh, you know, maybe even hold some of them at like some Irish pubs and stuff. All right, you know what? Uh, Chris String, Curtis String brings up a good point about number two, and our unfortunate acceptance of George W. Bush's job as president. It's as baseless as her shallow view of new metal, and that's true. What's that? Absolutely. Renee, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up? Hello? Renee. What's going on? Hey, I wanted to, you guys are cracking me up. I wanted to call and tell you guys that I disapprove of President Bush. And what he's gone, so you're just in this, uh, you're in that, I guess now 50%, and apparently his uh, his approval ratings, and thank you, Renee, are the lowest that they've been. Really? Yes. Like the lowest of all, even right, like right after we went to war. I believe so. Actually, well, right after we went to war, they were, they were, pretty, we're high. pretty high, but then... You know, and you know, you know how you got some signs that uh, things are going bad for the president. Uh, apparently, the Christians are turning on George W. Bush. Are they really? He made a trip to Grand Rapids, Michigan. It was, uh, and actually, Grand Rapids, from what I understand, has the most churches per square mile of any city in the United States of America. Yeah, they are the church capital. So they went. He uh, he went to Grand Rapids, Michigan, a Christian college, only to be welcomed by protesters. Uh, wearing graduation gowns and buttons with anti-Bush policy sayings at what you would think would be a safe place for him, the Grand Rapids Michigan Christian College. Now, again, he goes in here, you would think he's going home. He's gonna yeah. be able, It's going to be like one of his fake town hall meetings. He's going to be safe. That is amazing. The Christians turning their back on Bush. It's almost as big as when Andre the Giant turned his back on, uh, on Hulk Hogan. Almost as big as that. That was bad. What? Almost as big. Close. I'm I'm talking about politics here. Who are these people? Were they politicians? No, no. It's it's uh, all about wrestling, man. It's almost as big as when Sapphire turned her back on Dusty Rhodes and went with the Million Dollar Man. I think it's almost that big. The Christians turning their back. I don't on, on uh, George W. Bush. You didn't know that Senator Andre the Giant from uh, Arkansas? Really? Yeah. I've never heard. I got to do some more research. Hold on a second. I, I'm going to Google these guys. It's almost as big as when Hulk Hogan turned his back on the Hulkamaniacs and joined the NWO. Almost that big. All right, this Hulk guy I think I've heard of, doesn't he sing a song? Yes. All right, maybe I do understand that. It's almost as big as when Stone Cold uh, turned his back on his fans and went to the WCW Alliance. Almost that big. 
how am I talking politics and George W. Bush's base well, turning their back on him, and all of a sudden this becomes wrestle talk? No, it's not wrestle talk. It's just about the Christians turning their back on George W. Bush and how you know how big it is, and almost it's reached the point of you know Owen Hart turning his back on his brother uh, Brett. Almost that big. Who? Are these senators? Are they Congress people? Are no. they are they here at the local well, here, level? Here's one you might know. Sergeant Slaughter, when he turned his back on the country during the Gulf War and joined uh, the Iron Sheik. All right, wasn't he on um, G.I. Joe? No, uh, yeah, but he, he, he kind of did a cross-promotion thing. I don't even know who these people are. You don't know who Sergeant Slaughter is? I know him. I had the action figure. I'm trying to talk politics here, and you're telling me about something else with somebody turning something. About yes, something it's, about, it's about people turning corners, going from bad to good, good to bad. That's what it's all about. It's about... Life is like wrestling. How? You see it right there with the Christians turning their backs on the uh, on the president. It's, it's the perfect heel move. He lost his base. I yeah. do Mike, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What do you hey, got, Mike? Uh, you were talking about the third party option, right? Or multiple party options, right? If you get into that situation, let's say you got 45 uh, Democratic senators and 40 Republican senators and 10 of this new party, right? That 10 will become, even though they're a minority, they'll become the major, the the majority. They'll rule the uh, situation because. Whichever side they choose to go on, the, the vote will go that way. Well, I think it's better, and uh, here's the idea, Mike. I think it's better to have options. I think it's better to have multiple people deciding yes. than as if it were just two people. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and I understand your I understand your idea of, okay, it, it now comes down to the 10%. But don't you realize that's kind of what we do already? That's definitely what happens in the uh, general elections when we're voting. It's all about you know who the right, you know you got the the evangelicals and the and the right wing, and then you got the left wing, and you got the you know some people say that you know the black vote you can always count on if you're a Democrat, and you're always swinging for that middle undecided vote. That's the way it works overall. Why shouldn't you be able to have that in Congress? And so it's so depressing to know that the uh, the the. the People are swinging one way right now with Bush, with the Christians turning their back on him. It's just like when uh, when Shawn Michaels turned his back on Mario Gennetti. That was bad. That was terrible. That was the end of the Almost, Rockers. Yeah. Johnny, you're in the hideout. Hey, what about when uh, Ivan Bo- uh, Koloff turned on Nikita Koloff? Oh, that was terrible. Okay, I'm trying to have a political discussion. And we're talking about, what are we talking Nikolai, about? Nikolai, do or die, man. Are these Russians? Well, yeah, those two were. It was a tag team. We're talking American politics. And somehow you turn this into wrestling. What don't you like about wrestling? The gimmicks. Dusty, you're in the hideout. Dusty, what's up? Hey, man. Is this an American hey, dream? Uh, the honest truth is we'd be better off with some of these wrestlers he's talking about in there than we would be with uh, Bush and his uh, Texas uh, cowboy mentality there. Well, you know, we tried the wrestling thing. You tried the wrestling thing already with... What's his name? That governor up in Minnesota. Jesse Ventura. He didn't the do body. he didn't do so bad, did he? No. All right, people are saying it's almost as big as when Chunks turned his back on us and ran back to DC and Ron and Fez. Almost. Almost that big. If only he had stayed there. 
I wish his gimmick would catch on. Chunks? Yeah. With the tight napkin gimmick? Yeah. It'd be awesome. Sponsored by Napkin Man. Sponsored by Kleenex? (laughs) (laughs) Or Bounty? He's the Bastion Booger of the hideout. Nah. (laughs) Bad gimmick, man. (laughs) Chris, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, dude? Hey, listen, man. I just, I literally just turned on the radio. I heard you guys talking about that third party idea. Yeah. And I've been talking about that for years because. Oh, you're cutting. We'll, we'll give people another option. But... All right, you cut. I think he agreed with us, though. So. Yeah, he's. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll pick this up. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. It's a hideout. Row Radio one zero four point one. Welcome back into the hideout. Row Radio one zero four point one. Hefe and Dubs, 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Dis- discussing the latest USA Today CNN Gallup poll, and the uh, president's approval ratings are down once again. Um, 55% of his uh, ways handling terrorism, that's the only thing he gets positive marks, though, like above 50%. Foreign affairs, 44%. Situation in Iraq, 40%. The economy, only 40% approved. Social Security, 33%. All that, that's all that approved with uh, the job that our, uh, our president is doing so far. And I was just telling Dubs that you know it's getting bad because he goes to a Christian college in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You know, very conservative place. And the graduates at the Christian college are even wearing anti-Bush stuff. Well, what if they're just really bad Christians that are going to hell? I would think that's probably what they think as far as... Uh, then the, that means he's right. Then the administration. Go war. Stop. You Can I even, shoot people now? You don't even yeah. care. I say. Right, Joe. Uh, Shut uh, up and run the board. I um, But um, when talking about this, though, you know, and Christians turning their back, the base turning their back on, on President Bush, Dubs starts bringing up all these examples, I guess, of wrestling when wrestlers turn their backs... I suppose, and that's what's really shocking. Makes sense. I don't even understand where he's going with that. Craig, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Orlando. You're doing a good job. Thank you, bro. Hey, uh, just to kind of get serious for a second, I think that the Christians uh, turning their back, it, you know, it, it definitely reminds me of Luger, you know, ended up going to the NWO and turning his back on Sting, you know. we got to watch out for more people following suit. I'm glad you got serious, Craig. Now, was that the original Sting or the imposter NWO Sting? That's the main question. All right, people kept telling me, um, all right, they're trying, they want to get serious too. The Christians leaving Bush is almost as big as when The Rock joined Vince's uh, corporation. Ooh, yeah, the corporate rock. However, if it ever gets as big as when Lex turned on Barry Windham and joined the Horsemen, then Bush <laughs> will be in trouble. <laughs> I don't even know. I honestly have no idea what that what was, means. What was their tag team name? It was like the Twin Towers. Was that it? No, the Twin Towers was the African Dream Akeem and the Big Boss Man. Who? It's like Powers of Pain? No. It's like they you're speaking another yeah, language. I think it was the Powers of Pain. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Now, uh, the African Dream Akeem, the funny thing about that guy was he was a guy in full African wear, but the whitest guy in the world. What? But his manager was black. Slick. You know that guy was a preacher in real life? Slick? Yeah. I believe it. Now, num- I don't think he had the cane with him, though. No. Number two, you're a Republican? 
Okay. I am. All right, that surprises me because you seem like a goth chick. I do? Yes. <laughs> goth or emo? And I wouldn't expect you to uh, to be a Republican. I'm ironically very metal. <laughs> well, we, whatever the case, it's all the same to me. I am a Republican. Um, I kind of swing on some subject. I mean, there's always hmm. things that people go, you know, both ways on. Because a hmm. lot of times people think that, uh, oh, shush. <laughs> Are you sure you're Republican? <laughs> yeah. If they're talking about all that swinging, I don't know if they're going to accept you in the party. <laughs> um, like, there's a lot of, you know, like the abortion thing and stem cell research that people assume that I'm going to go, you know, Christian on because I'm a Republican, okay. and I don't. All right, so you're actually one of those, you're one of those Republicans I don't mind so much. You're like kind of open-minded. You're willing to talk. Oh, definitely, stuff like, definitely. You you believe in your president though? I do believe in him. I think that you know it's he's in a difficult situation and stuff happens, but I stand beside him. Do you feel bad that people are turning their back on him? No, that's their choice. All right, go ahead and finish. Do you believe that he doesn't want you to have choice? Because he doesn't. <laughs> Just so you know. Do you realize that he could essentially be a Sith Lord? I'm hoping that would make my day if he was a Sith Lord. <laughs> you would. You would absolutely be excited. Kojak, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? What's up, dude? Hey, uh, I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody, but uh, the mm -hmm. Christians turning on Bush is almost as bad as when uh, uh, Anakin turned into uh, Darth Vader. Oh, so that mean it's turning the back on the Jedis. I see. Yeah. And don't ruin the movie. Not everybody knows Is he that the one killing all the babies? I don't know that Anakin is the one that turns into Darth Vader. <laughs> Actually, no, he wants to keep him alive. Then send them to war to kill them. Oh, okay. Which is just, uh, it just drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. What, the wrestling or the president? Both. Hmm. Gary, you're in the hideout. What's up, Gary? Gary. Hey, um, the third party issue. Right. I mean, I'm registered independent. There's an independent party out there, but... The introduction of a third party isn't going to change what's already there. So they take, and on the next election, for any congressman, any senator, simply vote for the incumbent. You've got to get those out who have made the political positions and occupation. It was never designed that way, should never have been turned into that. Till that occupation is eliminated, this government will never, ever change. I don't care what you introduce. Gary, I have to tell you, brother, you're right on. Having lived in D.C., having known people who work on the Hill and tell us exactly what's going on and how afraid these people are to lose their cush jobs of, uh, I mean, this just glamorous life that they live. And don't ever let them fool you into thinking that they're not. I think he's completely right, man. you got to do it where you're not... This can't no. be your full-time gig. No, I, I see them slumming it all the time. I see them walking out on the campaign trail wearing their Carhartt jackets. They're workers. They're people of the people. All right, people say the Christians turning their back on Bush is as big as when Macho Man turned his back on Hulk Hogan, ending the Mega Powers. Oh, oh, that was awful. Yeah. That was on a Saturday night's main event, too, I think. Yeah, it was. And it was over Elizabeth. Is that uh, everything was over Elizabeth. Yeah. Is now that... she's dead because Luger killed her. Is that real? Goddamn Luger. What? What? Fred, you're in the hideout. Huh? Hey, I just want to say that uh, when the Christians turn their back on Bush, it's almost like as bad as when uh, Chunk's mom turned her back on Chunk. It's odd, though, because it looked like she has boobs on her back, too, from her fat back. <laughs> so it's when, one of her, when she turned her back on Chunk's, it like, caused an eclipse. So it's essentially one mm. and the same. 
And then, God forbid we tell you what the story about what happens when she sews her sideburns. <laughs> you know, down the chunks. There. You know, down there. <laughs> you laughing at her nether burns? <laughs> what chunks? I'm sorry, dude. Wait, I'm I'm gonna retract what I said earlier. Chunks' mom is a bastion booger of radio. <laughs> Awful grunt of yours. I'm sorry, you realize we're on the radio and we're trying to communicate like human beings. You're just making fun of my mom? I said. What are you doing, Kamala? That. I refer to what I know. I, I know grunting. And that's, yeah, nothing. And is it me or has that shirt gotten tighter just in the last hour and a half? I did eat some food. Okay. By the way, that wonderful Sunny's barbecue. Yeah, thank you to them for bringing that in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try the baked beans next. They're great. Dubs, um, let's take a break. We'll come back. By the way, coming up in about half an hour, the big stunt off between number one and Chunks, as Chunks threw down the gauntlet and said, "Hey, you moved into my territory. I'm the stunter. Because if I don't stunt, there's no need for me." And he's absolutely correct. Uh, number one stunted on Friday and did an amazing job. Probably a, the best stunt. Um, or at least better than anyone that Chunks has ever done. What? Absolutely. Please. Richard, you're in the hideout. Richard. Yeah, how you doing, guys? What's up, Bo? Hey, uh, I just have to disagree. It, it was the, It's not the new guys that are only the one and two termers in the Senate that worked out the solution. It was the older guard that has been there many years. It's the Robert Burns. It's the great statesman like Warner. These are people that saved this mess. You know, when in time of national catastrophe, you need experienced politicians, particularly in the Senate. You know, I don't want amateurs up there. I need statesmen. I have to disagree with you, man, because it's at that point when they get fat, they get lazy, and all they want to do is keep their jobs and keep going out on K Street and get keep getting into the fanciest places to eat dinner. How? You, I don't realize if you realize... How little they actually care about you as a constituent. They want your vote, and that's it. They're worried about what else they can get under the table. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not sitting here just saying Republicans. I'm talking Democrats, too. Everybody up there. That's why I say we need a third party. We need to stop the concentrated power between the two. But a third party will probably end up the same. Well, then what do you do then? No government? I say you just tough it out. Tough it out with the leader we have. All right. Some people don't want change. Some people would rather have the same old, same old. If I could change, I can't, I can't handle change. But I don't believe this about we need experienced senators or experienced... No. All of them are amateurs in my book. They're there to make a decision. They're there to vote. They're, they're there to listen to you, which they don't do. Exactly. They're not there for... We don't need to go to the guy who's been there for 40 years... Those are the clowns who end up effing things up because they talk about in their day when uh, when Kennedy was president and how much the world has changed. Or sometimes it hasn't because we have another Vietnam. But whatever. Apparently they made the, they made the great choice. All those elder statesmen made the great choice on that, didn't they? Here you go, Mr. President. Here's a blank check. Here's all the power you need, Mr. Sith Lord. Hmm. Yeah, they did a real good job for us. God damn, you watching that stupid movie twice. Now it's all it's in my head. It used to be all Matrix references. Now it's nothing but Revenge of the Sith references. You know you need to get into your, uh, your head? What? A little Doink the Clown. Throw some references like that in there. 
Who? That Doink sounds, dink. That sounds that sounds dirty. <laughs> you, you need to uh, think about the red rooster. Oh. That's what you need to think about. What is this? What are you talking about? Maybe Isaac Yankum, DDS. <laughs> Get that in your head for a little bit. Are these politicians or are they, they movies? They could be. Yeah. Future. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. I want you Duke to... the dumpster drossy. <laughs> I need to know who these people are. We'll find out next in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Royal Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs on a Monday night. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 or star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Now you were talking, you were listing off all these names when I was trying to talk about politics. What are these? These were wrestlers. Really? Great gimmick wrestlers. Like who? I, I mentioned, you know, Isaac Yankum, DDS, who later became Kane, but they uh, had him paraded around as a dentist. And here's a wrestler. Here's a wrestling dentist. Okay. That's how gimmicks go. Is that fun? I mean, it, it can be fun. There's a lot of real bad gimmicks out there, too. Uh, Tommy, what are some of your favorite wrestling gimmicks out there? Favorite or is like terrible ones? Uh, you know, terrible favorite. I always liked uh, Kevin Nash and his first tag team called the Master Blasters back in WCW. And he just was like this big, worried out guy who still couldn't wrestle and he had a mohawk. And he just looked really dirty all the time. Do you remember the gobbledygooker? Yes. The gobbledygooker only came about for uh, like probably about two or three months back in 94, I believe, for the Survivor Series. And what he was, was uh, at the Survivor Series, it comes on right around Thanksgiving. And they had this big egg with all these question marks all over this egg. And for weeks before Survivor Series, they were leading up to this thing saying, what's in the egg? Who's going to come out of the egg? And you, you thought it would be like some old school wrestler that you haven't seen in a while. Something big was going to happen. And it ended up being just this big chicken that ran around the ring and danced with uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Well worth it. Yeah. Great lead up. I mean, it was... Why bother writing something interesting when you had that? Okay, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Wrestling. The gimmicks of it. Is this a sport? Kinda. I mean... More it, so it, than baseball. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, come on. How about the Repo Man? <laughs> the Repo Man was great for one reason. He would go around and repo everybody else's gimmick. Like he would go steal the uh, the Mr. Perfect's uh, towel and gum. He'd go uh, repo that. Or he would go, you know, uh, repo the the king's crown. Yeah. Now, did you want to be a wrestler growing up, J-Dubs? I think that was always you, you, something when I was like, you know, maybe to like the age of like seven or eight. You wrestled in high school. Yeah, I did high school regular wrestling. Now, did Baker you, stuff. Did you guys like have the, the mat and like the, the mat, ropes? The mat, but no, no, ring, no ropes. It wasn't a ring. It was just a mat. You did roids though, right? That was after <laughs> I was wrestling. After I was done wrestling. You didn't do the roids while you were wrestling? No, no, that was uh, afterwards. Okay, why wouldn't you roid while you were wrestling? Because I didn't find them before after I stopped wrestling. So you took steroids? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, it was like any other drug, you know. It had your mood swings to it. Really? Yeah. I did a one-month cycle on it. Did you get big? Yeah. Actually, I put on probably about 30 pounds in that one month. Wow. Chunks has put on four pounds this show. Shirt's getting tighter. So what would be your gimmick, then, if you were to have a bad gimmick in wrestling? If I were to be a gimmick wrestler, 
I've thought about this a few times, and every time I think of something, someone goes out and steals it. You know, there's the dumpster. He was a garbage man. I always thought being a garbage man would be pretty funny. Or maybe, you know, taking my mom's thing and being a custodian. You know, J. <laughs> Janitor Dubs. You know? All right. So you would want it as a tribute. Carry around a big set of keys. As a tribute to your mother. And I'd say, I'm going to mop the mat with you. All right, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. I would like that for you, whatever this wrestling thing is. If you were wrestling, would you have a weapon, Hefe? I want the pole. No, I want the pole. Oh, okay. What? I don't even remember saying that. I want the pole. No, I want the pole. Stop it already. I don't even know what that's from. Hmm. So the the only thing I know about wrestling is, um, what, ECW? Yeah, ECW is out there. Greatest of all time. Yeah, so because you only watched a documentary on it. Yeah, I have that documentary. Actually, you know, I got it free from the last station. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. That was one of the DVDs that I watched over the weekend at your place. Was it good? Yeah, it reminded me of uh, when wrestling was actually decent. Yeah, it reminds you of a better time. Yeah. Oh, is it in the downswing now? That's awful. Oh, yeah. I used to be friends with a lot of the guys, and, like, I can't even watch it anymore. It's just so boring and predictable. And they just have these big steroid freaks who will, like, do three moves in the ring. What guys are you friends with? I used to be friends with, like, Matt Hardy. um, Bragger. Who's that? Eddie Guerrero. Who's that? Latino (laughs) Heat. Oh, that's Latino Heat? Yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. And um, Chris Canyon in WCW and a couple other guys. Oh, look at you. Yeah, but now, anytime I talk to them now, it's like, hey, uh, yeah, WWE sucks. What are you doing hanging out with us? I don't know. I'm just down here. Stuck here. I'm just uh, down here to get to Orlando to get to uh, TNA NWA wrestling. Nice, Jason, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? What's up? Hey, uh, what do you? I'm curious. What do you guys think about about percentage of homosexuality in uh, in wrestling? Think it's high? Wow. You know that might. I don't know. You know, I asked um, some of my friends this, and they said that from what they could gather, maybe one or two, but. Other than that, like, they didn't think of anyone else. There were a lot of guys who trained at the power plant who were gay. Like, there was one guy who, like, did gay porn, and he said, no, I just do it do, uh, yeah, for money. I just do photo shoots for money. But then they, like, walked into a video store, and there was, like, this thing of him and some guy, and they just plastered it all over <laughs> the place. That should be his gimmick, though. Now, Goldust, his thing was kind of gay, wasn't it, his uh, gimmick? Yeah, but he was married to, um, what's her name? Yeah, but be, not at first, though. When he first came out, he was just completely flaming. You think homosexuality would be more accepted in wrestling than it would, like, football? I think so. Because it's more of an acting thing. Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's less of a sport, you know. There's less, I would say, competitive testosterone going on. All right, let me ask you this. Would the wrestling fans... Be apt to accept a gay wrestler. They would love it. Truly, not the um, not the bit. What was the last two guys where they were ambiguously gay? Remember oh, those guys? Chuck and Billy. Yeah. yeah. But I, if but if it was really like someone you knew was Mo, would you think they would accept them? I think they'd accept them. They'd give them a hard time a little bit though. Yeah. Actually, I, before Chuck and Billy, I was friends with one of the guys, this guy Lodi, who was uh, in a tag team. They were going to call themselves the Gay Lords, but they got shot down. Mm-hmm. And then people started chanting things at them during their matches, so they uh, ended up getting pulled off TV. Oh, really? It was owned by Time Warner. Huh. Hmm. So, Shocking. I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe that's what. I don't know. I just wonder if they'd be more apt to upset. Uh, to I, accept. I went to a uh, like a smaller wrestling show. It wasn't like WWF. It was JCW. The uh, ICP's wrestling league and they and they're Juggalo made, wrestling? Yeah, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. And uh what they had was in the main event they had this big fat guy they called Big Flame and he came out <laughs> he came out to uh the uh It's Raining Men song just wearing all pink and everything. He was a big fat guy and he had two bitches with him, like guys, but they were his bitches. And they would just do whatever he said. Um, I wish we hadn't already given Chunks a name. Yeah, Big Flame would be nice for him, wouldn't it? That'd be perfect. And here comes Chunks in his bra and panties. Someone may have to create an alter ego. Although we can't directly lift that name. We'll come up with a variation I'm of sure it. they wouldn't mind. Yeah, probably not at this point. By the way, stun-off coming up between Chunks and number one. Okay, take a quick break. We'll come back. It's The Hideout. Real Radio, 104.1. Chunks is picking the uh, rejoin music. Really gets you fired up to do a segment. No kidding. Seriously. Come on. Welcome back to the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Who even is this? Jamiroquai. What makes you think we'd want to listen to this? It, isn't that a movie with uh, Robin Williams? It's Jumanji. Oh. It's actually Jumanji. <laughs> hmm. All right. Gay wrestler ass master here in the hideout. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Especially J-Dubs. Long time no here. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. Listen, I, I can't really use any specific names, but I am a gay wrestler. And uh, to shed some light on this, over 75%, I would say, is a conservative estimate of uh, wrestlers are gay. And um, even the ones that are not, when I put them into my finishing move called the ball buster. All right. Yeah, they, they're Thank just you. right there. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Chunks. That's Chunks working on his alter ego. Did you miss having Chunks here for the last couple of shows? I, well, I, I really have to say no. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not for a second. I'm a little disappointed he made it back okay. A couple of things, Dubs, to profess. I'm looking at a couple of headlines right here before we get into Chunks versus number one. More and more, guys are favoring hugs instead of the traditional handshake. You ever hugged a dude before? Like, Actually, over the last few years, I've noticed that I'm getting a lot more hugs from dudes than actual handshakes. Even like when we were leaving D.C., I went, I put out my hand a lot to the people, and they would instead put both arms out and try to hug me. All right, now, but that, that was kind of like family, though. I would expect... No, no, not even like... The, even the person we most hated there, the venom of the place, I put my hand out to uh, shake his hand when we left, and he hugged me. Yeah, he was stealing your soul. Uh, that was odd. He hugged me, too. And he's got... I could see him hugging you. Why? You went to another station for him. You were his buddy. Oh, shut up. You're an ass. hate you. But I guess you find that you, like even when we meet people out and about, when we go out and we hang out at like Latitudes or at Mako's or something, have you found that people want to give you a handshake or hug you? Well, handshake. I think that's more appropriate for when you first meet somebody. But when you even are, you know, work friends with people, I don't still, I still don't think a hug is in order. I think a hug is in order for very close family. 
Now, what if, what if it's a chick, though? Is it okay if a chick hugs you? Yes, I think that's completely different. But dude-on-dude dude hugs is only for family. I got a question. Why do we even have to greet anyone that you just meet with some sort of physical touching? Why can't you just say, hey, how you doing? Like give the old captain's nod? I mean, why do you need to touch them? I mean, it's like, I'm looking at you. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I always just throw it. my head back a little bit. Hey, how's it going? I'm do, usually walking away at that point. Do the essay? Um, what's up, dog? Yeah. Like that? You know, that's a, yeah, Tommy brings up a good point. Yeah, why do you need to touch? But do you realize if someone sticks out their hand and you don't extend and shake, people get, like, truly offended? Oh, I, I imagine. I think I would. I think if I went to shake someone's hand, they didn't do it. I don't shake hands anymore. I give dap. The pound? Yeah, you give the fist thing. You give it a little dap like this, and then that way... That's very frat boy of you. No, it's not, and I'll tell you why. I think it's actually something, Tommy, I think you should get into. You're very germ-phobic, and you do the dap thing. It, it, it keeps you from actually shaking hands. So some people have sweaty palms and things like that. You just do like this. You don't have to worry about... I don't know if you know this, though, about the pound. The reason that that got big is that that means that you are available for handies when you give someone a pound. <laughs> I'm serious. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That is not what it means. Yes, that's what, where, why it got so popular. And then uh, the straight community picked it up and uh, totally killed it for the gays. You were... Cause then they, did you just call them the gays? The gays. That's what they want to be called. No, it's not. What's wrong with you? Are you an animal <laughs> Neanderthal? No. <laughs> you obviously are. Well, how dare you? How dare you even use a phrase like that? What? Now I'm ashamed of you. The gay community, I'm sorry. Thank you. But the pound was their and thing. No, it wasn't. It says, hey, dude, I'm, I'm ready. And what does the hug mean? Ooh, then you're in, in it deep. Stop. Not Ew. literal. Come Stop. On, man. But the pound is just, you know, hey, it's right there for you, buddy. All right. I think you're lying. Alex, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that one of the third world countries, I'm not sure if it's Africa or India or one of those, mm -hmm. but um, instead of shaking hands or anything, they just do like stuff with their feet to say hello. You know what? They want to touch each other because of all the diseases they get. You know what, dude? Alex, thank you, man. That's a great thing. We should start that. My my feet would spread more disease than anything else. You have these holes in the bottom of your feet, like you were an action character. Yes, like uh, an action figure. <laughs> Remember the action figures? They had those holes, and you could put them and set them still. I uh, I tend to pick holes in the bottom of my feet. Take a look at this thing. Oh, you're so dirty. Put that away. Hey, Tommy, take a gander at that foot. The only thing is that the holes the are hell? not they're not in the heels. No, they're right in the center. But that is, you're like an action. You're like Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. The G.I. Joe. I need to be posable. Please. And now you're getting dressed in here, and it's like that. I'm just putting my shoe back on it, my sock. Jay, Jay, you're in the hideout. Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with handshaking, none of that. We don't shake hands, me and my friends. We shake boogans, you know? And, uh... <laughs> All right. What's this? What is that? What's going on in there? Hit the wrong button. <laughs> Obviously, did my computer's frozen up, so it's hitting buttons. <laughs> well, turn the pot down when you do that. <laughs> I thought it was down. Shake Dugans. No, you don't. You're lying. That's something Dubs would do. That's what the pound was for. You're lying. Say, hey, I'm ready to shake Dugan. What? By the way, Chunks, you never want to, uh, never want to shake your hand again. Never want to look at you again. Why are you so 
you're so like dejected tense, right now. And he's tense back there t- handling the talk and roll controls. What's wrong? Uh, I just don't feel real well. Well, you better start feeling better because you're doing a stunt off here in about five minutes. Oh, I can handle it. You versus number one. That's right. What's happening? What's hurting you? Stomach in my head. Now, this happened before the show, literally to the point where you were shaking. Yeah. You you were, you were holding some pieces of papers and you were shaking. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. And that's all from a stomach ache? I guess, yeah. It hurts really badly. I'm not. You've been sure sick since he, before we even came to Orlando. Yeah, he's been sick on and off for a long time now. Have you been to a doctor lately? No. Have you thought about not drinking for a while? No. I mean, that can only help. You think it could be your liver or something? No. I think so. Think it's uh, lung cancer yet? No. Kidney? Mm. Do you realize now's the time that you're probably going to drop dead? Right now? You just graduated from college. Life is finally looking a little bit better. <laughs> you got some new clothes on you. You do have a good point. I mean, you're you're at you're manning the talk and roll controls. Yeah, I know. You've moved up in life, and now all of a sudden, now God's gonna take you down a peg, <laughs> the way you deserve to be taken down. Yeah. I prefer it be with one uh one single lightning bolt. That, I, thank you. Like where it hits your head and your head explodes. That that I did, why? I just hope we get it on film so we can put it on RealRadio.fm. <laughs> That's what I'd like to happen. Are you ready to stunt next? Damn, Skippy. Because you challenged number one. That's right. right, We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll tell you what the stunt is. We'll tell you what the loser has to do. And you boys will execute this stunt. I'll give you a little hint. Mm -hmm. It involves your mouth. Come on. And uh, rear. What? Each other's. You'll find out next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. So Hideout Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs, 407 star-1041, singular wireless phones. Coming up, the stunt-off between Chunks and intern number one, the challenge laid down by Chunks. But last night, Dubs, was uh, the final Desperate Housewives. Yes, it was. Did you like it or no? I loved it. Really? I thought it answered a lot of questions and set up next year very nicely. Yeah, it was okay with it. Contender, a little disappointed. Really? I thought it was a good fight. I wish Jesse would have won, though. I didn't think it was a good fight at all. No? I thought it was especially compared to the week before. Yeah, well, the, the last few weeks have just been amazing fights. So, it, in comparison, no, it wasn't as good of a fight. But the guy, uh, Jesse, only rested for like two or three days before that fight. And that's the problem. If you're going to do something like this, you got to give the dude at least a week to recover yeah. from a boxing match. I mean, Dubs, Especially one where he got injured with a cut over his eye. Dubs, you and I fought in the Ron and Fez St. Pat spat yes. last year. It didn't take you long to recover because I didn't really hit you. You got me uh, once. But it took me nearly two weeks to be able to turn my head. Because you just kept beating on me. Well, if you have kept your head up, I think you have been in better shape. But I just had to beat on the back of your neck. Uh-huh. Well, you weren't doing it right. What can I say? Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. I saw that because I just mentioned that for a second because we were you got me into those Sunday shows, both of those. Yeah. You got me into the Contender. You got me into Desperate Housewives, and I used to love Terry Hatcher, but she's saying that she'd do Playboy for ten million dollars. Give it to her. Absolutely not. She's not even the hottest one on that show. No, but I, I still want to see some old old woman on there. No, I, she's not that old. I mean, she's in middle age. She's, what, like 30-something, 40-something? Yeah, but, I mean, you never see that kind of, uh, that finely aged poon in, uh, in 
Playboy. By the way. Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, but she was a that wasn't finally aged, though. I beg to differ. I do not think that Latin chick in Desperate Housewives is hot. Oh, she's beautiful. And she so does not deserve. Which one? So does not deserve. Eva. Eva I thought you loved her. No. I've changed my mind. If I did That's like, a complete 1-8. If I did like her before, I don't like her now. You loved her. Well, I don't anymore. She has no body. I think it's banging. Just because it's, it's small doesn't mean it doesn't have great features to it. No, it doesn't. She's like an ironing board. No. And bad hair she has. No, she has beautiful hair. Beautiful black hair. All right, Terry Hatcher is 40. It's hot. I love a, I love a, uh, a chick between the ages of 24 and 44. But that's it, though. 24 to 44 to me is perfect. How old have you gone? I don't know. 27, <laughs> I guess. Then how can you say you love 44-year-olds? Because I look at 44-year-old women and I think, yes, I would want to be with her. Absolutely. You'd probably change your mind after you were with one. Why would you say that? I'm just saying, you know, in comparison. All right, somebody sent me a picture of uh, this Eva chick. Mm-hmm. No good. Hot. Look at her. I've seen her plenty. I know what she looks Look like. Look at this. That's hot. No, it's not. What are you talking about? She has no body. Her body's great. What are you talking? You like those little skinny chicks who don't have any boobs or ass. Caw, caw. Yep, that's me. <laughs> 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 for your singular wireless phones. Look at you proud of yourself. You made a joke that four of us get. Sorry. <laughs> Zero, you're in the hideout. Zero. All right. Zero took too long. Oh, stunt-off. Time for the stunt-off between Chunks and intern number one. Now, here's how, here's what happened. Chunks has been our stunt guy for a while now. He uh, overtook Sid Cada back in the D.C. days, and we brought Chunks down with us. And that's essentially what he does. You know, he goes out to uh, events in his bra and panties. He does, um, you know, he's in the hardcore match. He'll join our buddies, the Monsters, and do stuff on there. And so he really feels like this is his, his thing on the show. This is what you do, isn't it, Chunks? I'd like to think uh, it's a talent. Now, even though you've lost everything that you've done so far. Well, I do my best. <laughs> now, I you think... you would think you'd win one by now. I think he got upset because, number one, on Friday, when Chunks was gone, did a stunt, and number one, actually accomplished what he set out to do. He said that he had a great sense of smell, so he did the hideout sniff test, and what ends up happening is he correctly matched the four smells of the hideout. Myself, Dubs, Bateman, and our buddy Link, who came in on Friday night during the open door policy. Mm. Something, by the way, you failed on <laughs> when you tried to do this in Washington, D.C. <laughs> like I knew you guys tricked me. So here's the situation. You want to stunt against number one, correct? Yeah. Have to put, uh, put him in his place. So you need to regain your territory then. Yeah, damn Skippy. Prove that you're number one. That's right. Mark my territory. All right, Dubs. Yeah. With number one. <laughs> you want to mark your territory with number one. <laughs> All right, fair enough then. Here's what we're going to do. I found this news story, J-Dubs. Okay. This police officer got a uh, a new partner. 
And it turns out, I forget what this is, but it was kind of odd because the police officer's new partner pinched him on the ass. Really? With his teeth. That's odd. So you said that you had something that you think Chunks number one should battle on. Well, I think since uh, Chunks and number one are kind of partners back there and new at it, they should uh, pinch each other on the ass with their teeth. Hmm. But how they should do it is they have to uh, come into the studio in here, uh, hands behind their backs, chase each other around, and whoever can get the most bites on the other man's ass wins. Whoever loses is going to have to drink something that I made over the... Uh, the break that we're calling the man shake. Uh, we aren't going to tell you what's in the man shake, but you guys are, uh, whoever has to drink is going to be thoroughly disgusted. Bodily fluids. That's nasty. How do you, you know? You don't know what it is. Oh, I bet. The man shake could be any number of things. Right. <laughs> number one, two, and three, probably. <laughs> we have a third intern? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. So, Chunks... You said we can make up the challenge. How about we make one more amendment to it, though? Okay. They have to have their hands behind their backs and be on their knees. Okay. So you guys are going to be chasing each other around, trying to bite each other on the ass. Now, is there a time limit to this game? I say three minutes. That's whoever so can, bad. Whoever can bite each other on the ass the most in the three minutes wins. Whoever loses has to drink the man shake. That's and cute. I will reveal what's in the man shake. After you drink it. Yes. Does that sound good to you, Chunks? No. That sounds so gay. That's gay, man. It's okay. Well, I don't understand. We're getting real gay lately with the stunts. You know what I mean? It's all right, but you say it like that's a bad thing. It is. No, it's not. It is when you're in there, man. Pretty soon you got have me coming in there giving out handies. You know I, I mean? Am Here's a stunt gay. for you. Do it quicker. Do it quicker. <laughs> I that's awful. My fingers smell pretty. Yeah. Number uh, Number one, what do you think of this? I'm the alpha male. All right. <laughs> Please. What does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. By the one, number one's under suspicion, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, Chunks is far past suspicion. He just is. So good. We'll do that. You, we want to get in the right mind frame as we do this? What, what do you mean right mind frame? I don't even understand how you prepare for it. Oh, are we going to tie their hands up? Like that. We can tie their hands up if we want to. And by the way, people are saying this comes from a guy uh, who's complaining. Who uses newspaper to clean up with himself down there? So you have no right to bitch. All right, Zero, back in the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What's hey, going Zero. on? Hey, you guys were talking about wrestling earlier and, and gay wrestlers, and uh, I work for WWE. And uh, as far as I know, we don't have any gays on our roster. Well, now, what do you do for WWE, Zero? I'm one of the designers for the pay-per-views. Oh, really? Yep. Right on. So, so like, there's and, no, uh, there's definitely uncle, not any open ones out there. Right. Uh, my uncle's like my uncle Earl is the uh, senior referee. My uncle Dave is the senior agent. I got a cousin Brian that's a referee. I mean, they're right there all the time. And so there's nobody who you say was uh, is uh, now, not. Do, let, I'm aware of now. Now let me ask you this, Zero, because we were talking about this earlier. Do you think that the wrestling crowd, because I'm sure you guys are more familiar, do you think they would be uh, accepting of a homeless, like a truly, you know, gay wrestler. Not, not a bit, but an actual. We've, we've had a few that did the bit, and uh, actually got quite a good crowd response out of. But what if it was like that was actually him, but he was playing a straight character? 
I don't think they would really care. All right, well, cool. That's all I wanted to know. Right on. Uh, thank you, Zero. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate it. That ties to WWE in the hideout. We should have gotten his number. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I guess, Bateman, you'll have to hand the, handle the talk and roll controls. Just for the next break. As number one and number two. Actually, I was going to come in and take pictures. That's what number two is for. And as number one in chunks, uh, attempt to do this stunt. You manning yourself up for this, Chunks? You glad you wore your new pants for this? Yeah. We'll take, we'll take a break and we'll come back. <laughs> it's a hideout, row radio. Number one versus Chunks, stunt off. Ass biting. Real radio, 104.1. Big bucks and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough, cause you notice that butt was stuck. Welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, or Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. You're just going to want to sit back and enjoy this, to be perfectly honest with you. It is the Chunks versus number one stunt-off, in which the two of these guys will be... Um, I found this news story. This is a guy, a police officer... Um, he got a new partner, didn't he? Actually, he was in Michigan. Uh, he got a new partner, and the partner not only pinched him on the ass, he pinched him on the ass with his teeth. So, what we're going to have these boys do is put their hands behind their backs and get on their knees, and they have to bite each other on the ass. Whoever can get the most bites in on the other person wins. It's three-minute limit. The loser has to drink what Dubs has created called the man shake now the man shake uh, i'm not going to reveal what's in the man shake tell one of you are done drinking the entire contents of it but before we get started onto this uh this stunt i need both of you guys to take your shirts off for it as well yeah this is a shirtless stunt what yes how does that hurt him, how does it hurt him? <laughs> i've got a belly too take your shirt off and by the way chunks is wearing his new chunks He's wearing his new sunglasses, his new shorts, shirtless. How come he's not taking his shirt I'm off? I'm taking my shirt right off. See, there it What's goes. What's going on here? You guys trying to stonewall me or something? What, what is this? Only I have to take my shirt off? My yes. shirt's off. What are you talking about? Actually, yes. Only you have to take what? your shirt off. What the hell is this about? <laughs> you need. You don't want an advantage, do you? Dude, he's got his shirt on. It's not fair. It's in the corner. What's going on? Take your shirt off. <laughs> What's going on? Seriously, what's going on? Stop. Nothing is going on. Take your shirt off. Just take your shirt off. It's time for you to stunt. How come he's not doing it? Because he doesn't have to. He's better than you. He's an intern. We can't make him strip. And he's and he's number one. He's already better than you. Take your shirt off. You're fine. <laughs> wow. All right, what size are those shorts you, you were wearing? 34. 34? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You should not You're be definitely a 3840 man. You should not. How come I gotta take my shirt off? I guess the love Can I put it back on now? No, you have to do the stunt with it How off. Come he doesn't? <laughs> because you're the big gay bear. I'm not gay. I'm not a big gay bear. Stop. He's the gay one, Stop. obviously. Stop it. Stop Look it. at him. Stop yelling. He's like that gayest hue in his cheeks. Stop it. You knew queer it's friend it. chunks. <laughs> All right, so you two need to get on your knees. This is messed up. 
Now, the, the story is that uh, a cop got a new partner, and the partner uh, pinched the cop's ass with his mouth. Right. Let me read the story. I haven't even got to read all the way through it yet. All right. Let me look at it. And you guys got three minutes. Why? You should go ahead and tuck in. Are you tucking in at least, number one? Tuck your shirt in? Oh, yeah. Tuck your shirt in. <laughs> what did you think we were talking about? I didn't know. <laughs> tuck your shirt in. That way, at least Chunks has the uh, target. Chunks, why don't you go ahead and get on your... This is ridiculous. <laughs> I get embarrassed like this. Get on your knees. Just because you're a college graduate doesn't mean you're no longer the radio bottom. Get on your knees. Wait for him. He's going to get on his knees, too. I just got to get the taser ready. There's no taser, Chunks. You have immunity. Right. Get on your knees. Put your hands behind your back. What's going on? <laughs> How am I supposed to trust you guys? You're going to have to take your headphones off, too, because you're going to have to run around. All right? Now, you're, you're going to want to bite number one's ass, Chunks, and number one, you're going to want to bite Chunks's ass. Whoever gets the least amount of bites on the other one in this three minutes is going to have to drink the man shake, which I made uh, a couple breaks ago. I'm mean, sitting in another room. Not I just, have, I just be like... on our knees this whole time. Yes. Yeah. No coming off of your knees. You have your sunglasses on, Chunks? Yeah. <laughs> what? I So you got your 34 pants shorts on. This is going to be painful, isn't it? <laughs> and you got your sunglasses. Mm. I think it's more uncomfortable than anything. And so now you guys get to chase each other around. And again, you want to get the most bites on the other's ass so that you don't have to drink the man shake. Okay. Uh, now we'll start the three minutes. Now go. So it's three minutes, and the boys are now crawling around, shirtless, and with the hands behind their back on their knees. Now come on, guys, let's go after each other. No. And right now they're like a couple of boxers. Yeah, they're kind of sizing each other up to see who can get the position of the other one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, they're they're head butting right now. Oh. Oh, I missed. All right, they're trying to bite each other on each other's asses. I say when uh, when a uh, minute and a half is done, they can use their hands. Okay, after a minute and a half, you can use your hands. They look like retarded chickens right now trying yeah. to fight. <laughs> and right now, we're, we're getting some photos. It's a big gay rooster fight. <laughs> For RealRadio.fm. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Let me hear you. How are you guys doing? Ah! It's like biting a cashmere suit. Oh, I got it! Yeah, boy! What did you bite me? Ah. Chunks is down. I think uh, number one has a chance to get it. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah! Whoa. Yeah! That's right! You're biting my throat! Ah, yeah! Ew. All right, uh, 15 seconds, you can use your hands. All right, they're using their hands now. I'll let them use their hands now. All right, hands are going, and now they're wrestling. They're wrestling, trying to bite each other on the ass. Has anyone landed a bite yet, though? I don't think so. They've I come close. No, he didn't. He bit my thought. <laughs> do, you realize, do you realize how gay that sounds? Now, Dubs, you're reading over the story in which yes. a cop got bitten on the ass by his new partner. Yes, uh, Officer Gray. Somebody's going to have to get a bite in, otherwise you're both drinking the manshake. Yeah, I'll make up a. I'll open another batch for you. What's going on? Come on, number one. 
tired. How are you tired? You haven't even gotten to his ass you yet. You got one minute. Let's go. Oh, now Chunks just stood up off his feet. That's negative one point. That means that Chunks is now in the negative lead because of the fact that he got up. You're not supposed to get up. Chunks, you better start biting away, otherwise you're drinking the man shake. Get at it. Look at these two boys. I know. 30 seconds left. Let's go. Oh, Chunks got a bite. Chunks landed one bite. So now they're back to 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh, hey, my balls. Watch out. You got 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Let's go. 15 seconds. Or it's going to go into sudden death. Sudden death for the two of you if one of you has to get it. Now, if somebody bite, the two of them rolling around. Oh, God. <laughs> They're on their back. And time. That's three minutes. Time, Nick. He said time. All right, everybody stand up. Everybody come up. Jokes what stand happened up. to your sunglasses. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Chunks just fell against the glass. What's wrong, Chunks? Are you okay, Chunks? What happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, you realize you would have won, except you got a negative point for standing up. Yeah, you got to stay on your knees. I got more bites. I've been three times. No, you, you got to die two times. You never got... You guys butt once. You guys stonewall me again. We didn't stonewall you. Here, here it is. Sudden death. Sudden death. Now, do we just let them stand and do it, or do you think they could hurt? They could damage. Here's something? what I want them to do. Okay. I need one of them to get on their knees. Chunks, get on your knees. No. Chunks, get on your knees. Get on your knees, chunks. Right oh, over there by the God. microphone. <laughs> Number one, I need you to go stand in front of chunks. Chunks, you get to bite his ass until he says enough. And then he'll get to do the same to you. This it's, is like a shootout in hockey. It is. Whoever can keep grasp the longest ends up winning. Chunks, you're out Chunks, of Chunks, you ready? Do you want to take a break and come back and do this? He said sure. All right, let's take a break. He's so out of breath. Look at the two of them. We get enough pictures over there, number two, for realradio.fm. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Sudden death. And I'll finish reading all the story. I got kind of uh, sidetracked. Sidetracked while they were wrestling around. The ass biting championships in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs, 407-916-1041, Star-1041, Singular Wireless Phones. In the sudden death of the ass-biting challenge, it ended up nothing-nothing. Actually, Chunk's got a negative point. For getting off of his knees, because the thing was, they were chasing each other around on their knees, not using hands, uh, trying to bite each other on the ass because... A deputy got a new uh, partner, uh, and the partner bit the uh, the new deputy on the ass. Yeah, he pinched so. him on the ass with his teeth, apparently. So, with that, Chunks wanted to stunt. He wanted to prove his stunthood, his manhood, over number one, who did a great stunt on Friday night here in the hideout. Now we're in the sudden stunt challenge. 
uh, with the payoff right here. Sudden death. What happens is Chunks first, and it'll go vice versa. Chunks will bite number one on the ass for as long as number one can take it. Whoever can take it the longest ends up winning. The loser then has to drink the man shake, which Dubs made about 45 minutes ago. Yeah. It's getting kind of old and musty now. How you feeling over there, Chunks? What's wrong? You're shirtless right now. You got your new shorts on. What happened to your sunglasses? It fell off. You want to put them back on? Why don't you put them back on? Why? Put them back on. Put your sunglasses back on for this. Ridiculous. Grown man always makes me take my shirt off. You are seeing people bite each other in the ass. You know there's something wrong with you guys. Now, do you realize that you're the one who wanted to stunt? You're the one who wanted to prove how how much of a man you were. You picked it out. It was, just some, stunt. it was just something in the news. Right. There's a lot of other things in the news. Old lady walks dog across the street. Can I walk me across the street like a dog? You know, something like that. That's tomorrow. Pick the gayest one. The gayest one. <laughs> Nothing wrong hey. with that. All right. Number one, get over here in your dubs. Number, chunks? What? By the way, number two is taking photos for RealRadio.fm. Chunks, get on your knees. Get ready to bite number one on the ass and hold on to it as long as you can. This is so gay. Are you ready? Yeah. Now Start. You, now, number one, you are allowed to pass gas if you want to as well. Do whatever you can to get them off of you, okay? Anything? Yep. Well, no. You no. can't hit them. Yeah. A shake? No. Actually, you know what? Just take the bite. Okay. Yeah. You ready, Chunks? Yeah. Love biting men's asses. Isolate it. We'll start in ten seconds. And be gentle, because it's his first time. Five, four, three, two, one, bite. (laughs) Now hold on to that, Chunks. Don't move. It's now, talk. Chunks, I while, while your mouth is full of man ass, I I'm reading through the story because we're doing this because a uh, deputy got a new partner and the partner bit him on the ass. It turns out that the partner was a dog. What? It was a dog. It was a dog. So it really wasn't man on man ass biting. I guess this really doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, the bit doesn't make sense anymore. It wasn't two men. If it, if it was a dog, then why is he biting his ass? I don't know. It doesn't even make sense anymore. I think he's just doing it for fun now. <laughs> At this point, he just he's now just shaking his head. The bit's over, guys. Huh? <laughs> yes. No, you gotta do something to him. No one. Get oh. off my ass! No. You deranged copper tone no, dog. Don't <laughs> bite men's asses. Get Let off go of me! Get off of his ass, man. The bit's over! <laughs> it's over! <laughs> the bit's over! Just go down! The bit's over! No, it's not! You gotta not do something! I know you guys! Come on, go down! We're not doing go right that! Out, yeah. It's a minute! It's a minute! It's a minute! No! It's over! Let go! Quit Let go of the intern's out. ass. Stop! No! No, 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 no,
off! Get him 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 no one's gonna have to drink the stuff because the bit didn't make any sense. It was a dog that bit the guy, not a man. So it makes no sense. It was our it was our fault. Yeah, the bit doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? Don't bite men's asses. We're sorry, dude, but that didn't make any sense. That was our fault. Yeah, the, it was a dog, not another guy biting a guy. Do you have a dog? No. Kinda. Cut up while I'm here. Make me bite his ass. Yeah, it's not funny. You guys are gonna shock me or something. I'm not stupid. Dude, right? dude, this is too much. Dude, hold on. This is gay. Hold on. I'm not a dog. No. Hold on. Hold on. I apologize. Yeah, we're sorry. No. We, but you guys don't do that. You know what doesn't make sense to me? It's why two men would agree to this bit. Why are you two trying to bite each other's asses? Why are you guys... Doing ass part. You guys you got some scheme. Are you going to shock me or pull my eyes out or cut my dinky off? I know it's coming. Seriously, that's our fault. We thought it was two guys who were biting each other. Turns out it was a dog. It you knew. It doesn't make any sense. You knew. You knew. Why are you holding your heart? It ain't beating right. Really? Maybe because you had your mouth... Firmly pressing around another man's ass. Uh, you okay? You guys knew. I didn't know. I misread the. I misread. You just the... like seeing me do this gay stuff. I'm not gay. I'm really not, man. It's not really my thing. I don't go to the gay bars. Stop. Behave. I don't dance. My little Willie flapping around. You know what I mean? No. Behave. Sweet Temple only. Sweet Temple of Vagina. That's it. All right. I hate vagina. Yeah, I know you love wearing back there on the board now, don't you? Don't! I, every damn time! Every time he's gonna roll around, hey, and then you roll around. I need you to calm down and accept our apology. Yes, we're sorry. We're sorry we made Where's you. Where's the taser? There's what no taser. You're gonna rub his tongue in my face. Where is it? I huh? can't say that. Well, you, why? Is it gonna happen? What, did I give it away? Is it gonna happen? Is he coming? I don't believe no. you guys. You guys have never told me the truth that once. No, we're telling you the truth. We didn't know it was a dog biting a man's ass. We thought it was a man biting a man's ass. I thought ass. it was a partner who got a new male partner who pinched him on the ass with his teeth. That's why I thought it would work. I didn't realize the new partner was a canine partner, a dog. How could you not realize that? I didn't read How the story. How many men go around biting other men in the ass, man? No! I guess that doesn't even happen when, like, you know, in, on the force or anything, you I'm know? A dog. Yeah, how you feeling? That's not me, huh? Yeah. I think he did. No way, man. I ain't drinking it. I tried holding on, you pushed me off. No, no one has to drink it because. Because there's a dog. What, like when I got a drink from a bowl or something? No, no, it's okay, dude. Actually, I feel bad enough. You just bit a man's ass for 90 seconds. Yeah. Sorry. I should um, read the whole story next time. Yeah. You should read the whole story next time. You knew all along, and you punished me. I gotta do this now. You get the cave. You treat me like a dog. I slept in the floor in your house, and you drop little cheese in the floor. Chugs, you hungry? You used to put it on my nose, the cheese on my nose when I was sleeping, just like a dog. Oh, jump to your food. And I did it. Because I'm proud. <laughs> all right? Because I'm not gonna waste food like that. Treat me like a dog. Yeah, I'm a dog. I bit a man's ass. Tasted great. Fantastic. Ew. Yeah. Right? I'd like to apologize to number one. I'm sorry. I, I yeah. misread the story. 
and I really apologize for that. We didn't know it wasn't man-on-man ass-biting. The good thing, though, is that you didn't have to bite a man-ass. Yeah. Because that would have been... Yeah, horrendous. That would have been uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah. That would... <laughs> imagine if... Imagine biting another guy's ass. I mean, I've disgusting. never gotten to bite a human being as hard as I could. Yeah. And let alone another dude. Do you, do you want to? No. All right. Not on the ass. That's right. I'm the champion. That's right. That's yes, fun. you are. You are the champion of gay stunts. I'm not gay, all right? You guys pick this gay stunt. Chunks. Chunks. On, chunks, 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 chunks. 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 You guys are gay. Again, our bad. <laughs> Yeah, you're bad. You're bad. Next time comes in. Oh, I read a news article where a guy stood in front of four men and <laughs> lotioned himself until he got excited. Um, Chunks, did that happen? And you come in here and you make me do the crazy stuff with the lotion. I don't even like lotion, man. That I don't chase. You guys, I'm serious, man. I'm pissed. I don't even know. I'm so confused right now. I, I, I swear. Sexually? No. I I'm hate vagina. Kidding. Do you realize... How you had a hold of number one's ass and you wouldn't let go? Yeah. You had your mouth on him? There was nothing to lose. There was nothing to win. Turns out we were wrong. Yeah. And you just bit a man's ass for 90 seconds. For no reason. Sorry. Our bad. I'm not gay like that. I know, man. And it doesn't matter if you are. I'm not. You don't believe me. It doesn't matter if you are. Look at these boobies. Gay men don't have boobs like this. Right? It doesn't yes, matter. Do. Gay men know how to dress. Apparently, I wear tissues. It doesn't matter if you are. We still love you. I'm not though, man. And we just apologize. Yes, we we said we were sorry. Accept our apology. No. Accept our apology, number one. Done and done. Yeah, Thank you. For you didn't have to bite me. You bit me. Because he made me. Because he didn't make me drink that thing. Who did it hurt? Who's got the bruise? Oh, way, way. You got a bruise in your ass. Probably not the first time, Mo. Yeah. What's your problem? Behave over there, you homophobe. He's all smiling. Get out of here. I'll get out of here, baby. Get out. Yeah, get out. Bite his ass. Drink this drink. Tase him. You don't have no immunity. I found you a lucky penny. Good for you. Stupid. That guy is a psycho. I guess we really should have read that whole article. He's a legitimate psycho. See, he's bleeding. Where are you bleeding? From the mouth? No, he's drooling from there. I'll take a break and we'll come back. Again, our bad chunks. Good for you. We well, didn't mean it. Me. You guys are coming at me. Ew. What'd you do with my headphones? We'll take a break and we'll come back. It's the hideout. He's holding his heart. He's in love. Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I am Al Hefe. That is J Dubs. And uh, Chunks Manning, the talk and roll controls again. Yeah, he's back over there after his stunt off, which really didn't make sense. Yeah, sorry about that, dude. I know you wanted a stunt, 
Maybe we'll think of another one for you tomorrow, one that makes sense. No, that's all right. That's fine. You've done enough. And you just ended up you just ended up biting another man's ass for 90 seconds, I guess for no reason. You guys just want to see me bite somebody's ass. No, we no, just misread really. it. Why do you guys like making me do this gay stuff? And by the way, Hemis Prod was like, by the way, uh, number one still is under suspicion because he let another man bite his ass. Yeah, I mean, for two men to even agree to anything like that, Kinda makes you think a little bit. Yeah, now that you really put it all together, it's one of those things that make you go, "Hmm." The two guys say, "All right, here's I'm willing to tie my hands behind my back, go run around on my knees, and try to put my my mouth on a man's ass cheek." Right. It really doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I'm again. That's our fault. Our bad. You're you're the one that ended up with, you know, that taste in your mouth right now. You guys don't even care. We do. No, why would you? Because, you know, it makes us look silly. Yeah, when, when we, we don't, when we, we give false information out about a police officer taking a butt on the S and it says from his partner, so we immediately think another man. You couldn't have read the whole story? Well, I mean, we're prepping a lot of different stories. There's a lot of work that we have to do. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Don't you worry about that, okay? No, I mean, we're the ones with the egg on our face. Yeah, it's How us. are you the ones with the egg on your face? I got something else in my face thanks to your mistake. What is that? What do you think it is? The old number deuce. Ew. Yeah, exactly, man. It's not normal. I thought it was number one. It was intern number one. Yeah, no, 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 it's not, man. I need you to begin to communicate without yelling. No matter how mad we messed up. Yeah, I mean, I understand you're mad right now. I'd be mad, too. I mean, you had, you had to bite another man's ass for no reason. Yeah, I know. That's I'm not happy with it. That's me embarrassing. And hey. worse yet, it looked like you were going to win this one. And worse yet, it looked like you were enjoying it. How was I enjoying it? I don't know. You wouldn't let go. Once we discovered our faux pas. I didn't believe you guys. Well, now we're saying... Yeah, and now I feel even dumber. Because I did hang on for a while. You, it was gay. You were really afraid to let go. Yeah, you didn't know if you'd ever get that close again to the temple, as you call it. No, the temple is vagina. Did you call it ver? What? I think I heard a ver, not a va. Ver? Yeah. That's a grr. <laughs> grr, China. Number one, are you okay? Again, our apologies to you. I'm glad you're yeah. accepting the apology. I am hunky-dory. Right, see, and that's the kind of attitude you like out of a stunter. Because he didn't have to bite my ass! He didn't do anything! Again, because that was our mistake. Yeah, he would have had to if it was actually man-on-man ass-biting going on in the story, but it was oh. a dog. And it's too bad he didn't read the article later, because at least it would have been even, mm-hmm. where at least you know he would have bitten Chunks, but you happened to read the whole article while Chunks was biting. Yeah, I, I caught up on some uh, bathroom reading here. Oh, coincidence! Hmm. Again, we're sorry. No, you're not. Is there anything we can do to make it up to you? Yes. What? Let me tase you. No, please. We didn't read an article. You can give us some false information sometime, and we won't blame you for it. Hey, give us some false information right now. Make up for it. Yeah, because that's all it was, was really just miscommunication on our part. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything involving tasing. You see how nonchalantly you guys are doing it? You really don't care. And that's the thing. I'm trying not to yell. I swear I'm sorry. But that's the thing that gets me. Do you realize how it makes us look bad? 
Don't bite men's asses. And it's unfortunate we got that out of it. Yeah. I, I did show you were enjoying yourself. I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't enjoying myself. I don't like that type of humor. That funny. All right? Would it make it easier on you if maybe number one bit your ass? No. Let's just end it and leave it dead while it's dead. What if he bit the other side? No. I don't enjoy that, man. I don't understand why you guys think I'm gay. It's really? not about being gay. It's about you. Yeah, even in the score. You partners. No. Would you like to do something to even the score? No, with I don't. One? I don't want to even any score. This is way too crazy, man. You want to make out with them? No. I got an idea. But you bite the inner thigh. No. How does that help anybody out? Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. We'll allow you to lick his inner thigh. No. Why? I don't understand that. Something more loving, more caring. It's not a bite. Yeah, it's not It's not as primal. It's a dude. That's the whole thing you guys seem to be missing is a dude. All right? Seems like he won't be happy with anything. No. It seems like we're trying what? to hear... We're here trying to make good, and all you can do is yell and point out how we made a mistake. If you could make good, if you would substitute the word intern number one for hot-ass supermodel, then I'd be all about it. I'd love it. It'd be great. I'd be licking in her thighs like a KFC chicken. It'd be awesome. Great. Yes, number one. I was going to say, uh, we never... Uh hold him when he messes up to these type of things. Like when yeah. he deleted the uh, cart wall for the Phillips file. I didn't delete the cart wall! I got punished for that too! Hmm, that's not how I remember it. My left one still doesn't work right! Yeah, laugh it up! That's funny to you, right? Hey, I'm gonna ask you to stop yelling. I'm really trying here, man, but you guys really don't give a damn, and you keep staring at me. Both of you's got the smirks on. He's cracking up back there. How's your right hand doing? How's your right hand? Did you hurt it earlier? You seem to be uh, kind of nursing it over there. Yeah, it's blood. See that rag? It's filled with blood from rolling around the floor with my shirt off like a freaking animal. What were you doing on the ground with you your shirt off? You got to go on the ground, you know damn well! Stop. I'm sorry! Stop I'm it. I'm trying! Turn his mic off. You just got to push this like that! You got to get pussy! He is in another soundproof booth, and we can still hear him. Jesus. And I stand good. I look slick. All right. That's insane, man. If that was an exception to our apology, then we're cool. How can you yell that much with the mic off? That's pure anger. Stop! Somebody, you know what? Someone needs to call you. We need to call Chunks and calm him down. Yeah. If anybody has his phone number, can call him and talk to him and... Kind of talk him off this ledge. We'll take a break. 703-975. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. We're sorry. 
outside out. I don't know. Can people hear him yelling? I don't know if they can or can't. Is your phone ringing? Answer it. Maybe it'll be nice to you. Take a break and we'll come back. The Hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. So much for that bumper music. What, did it just die on you? I hit something and it faded to go, so I could hit, miss the one-second intro that was no music. Uh, welcome back <laughs> into The Hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. All right, bring it down. Bring, bring it, down. it down. Yeah, keep on going it. though. Don't take it all the way out. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. Seventeen year old girl who took part in a reality show in which families lived as nineteenth century settlers in the wilds of Australia was found dead in the woods near her home. Wow, what Pro- happened? Prompting the network uh, on Monday to delay. The British broadcast. Was it the Blair Witch? It was called The Colony. And I guess they were doing a thing um, with the vi- like the village, with oh. M. Night Shyamalan, where they're living. They're making a bad show? <laughs> right. <laughs> with a plot that you saw coming? Yeah. Everybody knows what twist is going to come. But it says her death did not appear suspicious, but if she was 19 years old, then you would think... And by the way, too, I wasn't watching The Contender, but The Contender was the show where that kid uh, killed himself, right? There was a guy yeah. who killed himself? Yeah, like uh, shortly before the uh, the episodes were about to air and the show was going to kick off, this guy went outside of his uh, gym that he was wor- uh, working out at to uh, keep on train and uh, blew his head off. Wow. Yeah. Now, they didn't acknowledge it at all on the show, did yes, they? Yes, they did. Uh, after he uh, lost his match, they did like a whole, you know yearbook memory thing, you know, the, the, like the page they put in the yearbook for a kid. Right. They kind of do the same thing for him, a picture of him and, you know, born on. Oh, really? Hell. Yeah. Man, I didn't even realize that. I, I, I wasn't into the show at that time, so I didn't... Actually, that was the first episode I watched. Oh, what, did you watch it because of that? Uh, no, I didn't know it, it was going to be him that time, but it, it just happened to be that, hey, I'm going to give the show a shot. I heard about it before it aired. And it ended up being that one. Do you ever feel guilty at all watching something like that? Like, all right, this is just maybe it's a little too realistic or... I would have felt guilty if that was the only reason I tuned in. But, you know, since I was going to tune into it anyway, and it ended up just being kind of like, oh, wow, that was the guy at the end. I didn't feel as bad about it. I didn't feel as bad about myself, you know. Because I feel a little guilty about watching. By the way, did you see that there's very little new reality TV coming out in the new season? But there is one good one. There's a uh, give me uh, one more shot or something, or hit me with your best shot or something. Uh, it's a uh, new reality show, uh, kind of like uh, American Idol, but it's with one-hit wonders, like Wang Chung and everything, and they get one more shot to, be, to uh, put out another album. Really? So they're going to be going against each other, trying to uh, uh, kind of American Idol each other. And whoever gets the most votes in the end is going to get to put out another album. It's the actual bands? It's the actual bands. The Knack. Really? Yeah, I think it's on, uh, oh, whatever our Contender's on, because I saw the commercial during Contender. NBC. NBC. So if you want to look it up on NBC's website, they should have it there with a list of the bands that are going to be on it. 
Wow, okay, maybe we'll see if I can find this. should get Tom Bateman on it. Yeah. It sounds like a VH1 type show. I'm yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I can't believe it's on a network. It looks like it's going to be good, though. I mean, because they got some pretty big bands with only one hit, you know? I, but I don't want to see some poor slaps who are trying that. That's what you want to see, though. Yeah, right? I do. That's, that's the reason why I want to see it. What is it about America, or even just society overall, where we love to watch people fail? You and know, we- I love to watch people fail. But I'd also like to see one of them come back. You know, it gives a shot for one of them to maybe make a comeback. And I would like to see that, too. But I, in this, at, at the same time, I want to see some people crumble. All right, it's Hit Me Baby One More yeah, Time. Yeah, Hit Me Baby One More Time. All right, I'm clicking on it right now. In the meantime, while I look at it, we'll talk to Bill. Bill, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, I just came back from Iraq. I was in the Army. And uh, we had a guy over there who wasn't a team player, kind of like your boy Chunk. Right. And uh, he complained a lot. And uh, we fixed him. What you need to do is you need to strip him naked, duct tape him, and take a stun gun to his inner thighs. Do that for about five minutes, and uh, he'll stop complaining. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for your service, Bill. I appreciate the idea. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know you know what Chunks is acting like? Dirk Nowinski. What? You know, he's not being a team player. He's kind of yelling and bitching about everybody else right now. God damn, that hurt, dude. I'm sitting at your apartment Friday night. We yeah. leave here, and the Mavs are up by, like, 13. We go to your apartment to finish off the game before we head out to the uh, Monsters Big at, Big at Mako's, which was yeah. a blast, the block party. And I sat there as Steve Nash, former Maverick, just ripped out the heart and soul of Dallas. So close. Stomped on it, ate it as if he were some sort of a monster. But at the end of the game... The Mavericks did deserve to lose that one. They made so many mistakes. Okay, thank you. I appreciate How don't that. you call a timeout there? Stop. All right, hold on a second. I got the names for your move for your show. Hit me, baby, one more time. All right. Who did you say it was? The Knack? The Knack's in there. Uh, so is Wang Chung, I believe. All right, here's what I have. Flock of Seagulls. Nice. Arrested Development. Oh, I'd love to see them make a comeback. I'd rather just play the show during that time. Loverboy <laughs> and Tiffany. And apparently there's one more that they're waiting. They're going to announce. See, they have the knack uh, doing My Sharon on the on the commercial, though. And it says, oh, wait a second. That's this week's performers. Yeah. See, there's a lot more. Oh, so it says former top ten. Oh, wow. Okay, hold on. So let me click on performers. I still don't know if this is something that I would watch. It's definitely something I'm going to watch. But it says then and now. All right, they're still giving me the same ones that I told you. So, yeah, it's not really all there yet. So they're all in this little competition then, huh? Yeah, I mean, they they didn't list them off in the commercial either. I just saw like them like put a whole bunch of names on the screen. And uh, Wang Chung jumped out at me, uh, so did the Knack and uh, Tiffany. Who do you think would win out of those? I think Arrested Development would win. Yeah, Arrested Development would have to win. What happened Throw to Tennessee them? out there. Yeah, what happened to them? I don't know. You know, I they seem like the type of band who uh, got kind of would get kind of tired of the uh, the fame, you know, and break up. Right. That's what they seem like to me. I don't know. I don't know if they truly had fame. You don't think so? I mean, they had one hit. No, they had a couple hits. They had Tennessee, and what was the other one? Um, would you want to be a one-hit wonder? Better than none. Mr. Wendell. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Wendell. Wendell. Yeah, you're he was right. a great engineer. He really was. Burn that Tony Pigs. Would you? Uh, so you would want to be a one-hit wonder? Yeah, definitely. 
I think if you knew you were going to be a one-hit wonder, like you went into it knowing, I'm going to have one hit, I'm going to be Sir Mix-a-Lot, then you would be yeah, okay buttermilk with it. buttermilk biscuits, too. Then you would be okay with it. But a lot of times, these guys go into it thinking they're going to be the next big thing. Yeah, well, it's really hard to have more than one hit. You know, it's really hard to just uh, stay on the test of time. Does it ever piss you off, Dubs? I think about this sometimes. Does it ever piss you off that these guys are making music? Like, sometimes these people get rich and famous, and they've literally created four minutes. I mean, sometimes it's an excellent four minutes, though. They've created four minutes. It's four minutes that will last a lifetime to some people, though. That that song will continue to be in their lives forever. Is it just because it gets replayed over and over yeah. and it marks a time period? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I get mad because I'm like, we create four hours a night. Now, I'm not saying that it's all great because it's, you know, some of it's just good. But then you have someone else who creates four minutes. Yeah. And they're millionaires. Yet... Other people are trying to constantly create 20 hours a week, 25 hours a week of new material or just something different. And you're never going to get the same fame or recognition for someone who created four minutes. Or even someone who didn't even create, they just sang, Millie Vanilli. Yet they're still famous people. One of them's dead, though, aren't they? Are they both dead now? No, no just, just one. The lighter of the two. Was uh, actually the other guy actually learned were how to you, sing and he was pretty good. Were you just talking about skin color? Yeah, well, one yeah. was lighter than the other one. Yeah. Okay. Why? That was odd. How do Why? you know? How do you know which one's different? Millie or Vanilli? How do you know which one I'm talking about then? I still don't know. The who's one with who? the fake hair was that gonna be any better? The one with the braids. <laughs> Didn't they both have braids? Yes. Oh. All right. Fine. Yeah. Beat it. I'm just saying that that was a little odd to talk about the one with the lighter skin color. Why? It just was to me. I'm sorry. I just find it odd. Always trying to find the race card. Always trying to stack the deck. You guys are always throwing it out there. What do you want from me? How dare you. But I just think that's odd. You know what I mean? So some people have that four minutes and that's it. But those four minutes, man, they can make you millions. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in here on SBK Live about a month ago. I was hanging out with SBK on Saturday nights. He was talking about he wanted to create a one-hit wonder. Just so he could get that, like... Because you can get a pretty good chunk of change if you don't even sing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you just write the beat and the hook. Yeah, if you just write it. I mean, writers make almost as much money as the artist does off of the uh, recording. All right, now that I think about it, Arrested Development 2 also had that song, Everyday People. Yep. So they had, like, three hits. Everyday People. Wasn't that Sly? That was Sly and the Family Stone. No. I am Everyday People. They, but, ripped, they, they must have uh, sampled it. Yeah, of course they sampled okay. it. But they still they, they did another remix of it. All right, well, there it is. I don't know, Dubs, if that's going to be your new show, if you're going to catch on the one-hit wonder. Yeah, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to at least watch the first few episodes, see how it goes. Me, I think I'm about to invest in cable. Think I'm, you should. I'm about to make the plunge. Got to. Yeah, there are a few shows that I miss. After sitting in a hotel over the weekend and watching some stuff, I miss, like, CNN. I, just, I feel so out of the loop. Like, if it's not on the front page of FARC or Yahoo or The Drudge... Yeah. Then I've completely missed the boat on it. Which, usually those aren't the biggest and uh, most important stories in the world. If it's not on Usually it's about a dog biting a policeman on the ass. Oops. Yeah, sorry about that one, Chunks. That was our mistake. Maybe if I had CNN, I'd have known the whole story. Yeah. I should read more. We'll take a break and we'll come back. Dubs, I had something happen to me, uh, actually yesterday in D.C. It was so embarrassing I couldn't admit it to the buddies I was with. 
but it threw my mood. It actually it ruined my afternoon. And I wanna I wanna say I wanna ask you because you know what? I'm gonna make a revelation next. It's something that began to happen and I need to know if there are other people out there like this. And it's really dirty. And I apologize in advance. But I think if anyone can help me, maybe you. I'm looking forward to helping. Take a break. I'm here for you. It's the Hideout, Roll Radio 104.1. Sunshine on my shoulder. What the hell? Come on. Is this Denver? Yes. Sunshine on my shoulders. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders. Welcome back into the Hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J Dub. It's Real Radio 104.1. Like, uh, I wouldn't, and you wouldn't know it, he uh, burned that country music award right in front of him. So yesterday I'm in D.C., Dubs. I went back to wrap up some, uh, some loose ends, take care of some stuff, and I'm walking around with some buddies of mine, and we, uh, we ended up going to, we went to like Hooters first. We went and had some drinks and some beers. And we went, I wanted to go see if I can find an old Navy because I have a gift card that I've had since Christmas. Yeah. I had it with me. I wanted to, you know, maybe get a couple things. So we go to a mall and um, my stomach starts a rumbling at the mall. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, well, I got to go, you know. I can't wait. I can't make it all the way back to my hotel. Why would you want to? You know, well, sometimes you like yeah. to go in the privacy of your own place. Plus, I have a thing, too, for proper cleanup. I like to have baby wipes. Oh. And I didn't you need have to carry it. some of those wet ones in your pocket. Well, I guess so, because here's what happens. Okay. I go there at the mall, mm-hmm. which is never a pleasant experience at any mall. You do like I them. love it. Really? I love going in uh, public areas, especially that way. So... I end up deciding, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, i got to go. Yeah. And I used to not like, but again, it's because of cleanup that bothers me. Mm-hmm. I, don't have a, I don't have a problem sitting down and going, you know, anywhere for the yeah. most part, but it's, I like to be properly clean when I go or afterwards. So I handle my business and I leave and I feel dirty. Okay. Because I, you didn't have the wet wipes? Exactly. I just feel like I didn't do a good enough cleanup job. So did you go back in? Well, we start walking around some more. You know what I mean? And I just begin to feel dirtier and dirtier. And I'm like, well, I need to hit up a restroom again. Uh, And then they're goofing on me, like, what the hell's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I just got to go. Hold on. So I attempt to clean up again. And it's just not happening. You know what I mean? You just can't get there. Yeah, I just, I can't feel fresh. Yeah. So finally, after about 30 minutes, I'm like, you know what, dudes? I can't hang out anymore. You cut off your uh, your hanging out time because you felt dirty. Yes. I'm like, I gotta I gotta get home. You know, I, or up to the you know to the hotel. I, by the way, I call every place that I'm staying at home. Yeah, if you're sleeping there, it's home. Yeah. Where I lay my head is home. So I'm like, hey, I, I gotta go, bros. It was great seeing you. Glad we could have some beers and some wings. Take a walk around, but I, you know, and I didn't tell them why. Yeah. And what was odd too is that I started getting real pissy. Like I started. Oh, get, I know you. I started getting into a mood, and they could tell that I was unhappy, and I was like beginning to rush everybody along. Like, all right, let's go, let's go. We can't find the old navy. Let's just go somewhere else. Let's just get somewhere. When really the whole time 
I just wanted to get to the next bathroom to attempt to clean up. Why didn't you just tell them what the deal was? Because I was embarrassed. It's an embarrassing thing to not be able to, to tell your buddies, hey, I don't feel right. You know what you should have done? And this is what I do every once in a while. Because uh, I'm not going to get too graphic with it. But I'm I'm guessing you uh, you felt that there was stuff there that wasn't gone. So what you should have done was just taken like a piece of toilet paper, folded it in half, and stuck it where you know you where you wanted to clean up, and walked around with it there. Okay, that's what I've done it many times. I've I've thought about that, and you know the thing that won't allow me to do that. What? It would feel like I had a pad. It kind of is. It kind of acts as one. And I can't do that, dude. I'm sorry, but I can't walk around like I got a pad. It, I'd rather go home, and I know there's no need to get too graphic, but I'd rather I'd rather go home and get cleaned up. I'll tell you what, though, you do it. Five minutes later, you don't even notice it's there. You're walking around. I don't care. You feel better. You're you won't have the attitude anymore. That's what you gotta do. I used to do a thing where I'd give myself a wedgie and just throw the underwear away when I went home. Ah, I thought about that, but I was wearing my fun, my good underwear. Your fun underwear? What's fun underwear? I have good underwear. I have certain underwear when I'm uh, that I wear when I figure, hey, bikini briefs? No, they're always tidy whities. Then what's the difference? Actually, but these are my colored underwear. What do you mean, like you know, like different water fountains? What kind of what kind of underwear is that? No, it's like you know, they're either all black or all gray or all green or something. Well, when I, whenever you know you're going somewhere where you might not be able to use your own bathroom and get the clean you want to, wear the black ones. Yeah. Because you can do anything to those, and it's fine. But you still feel dirty. Not, when, not after you give yourself the wedgie. You feel like a pig. And that's what I felt. And I just was really pissed. And I'm, I was frustrated with myself. Because you know what I partly blamed it on? What? The fact that I'm just out of shape. You work out every day. You're a big workout guy. Not enough. I'm just not enough of one. And I got it. I'm serious about this, man. I was thinking we were talking about it today. I'm a year away from my uh, 10-year reunion. Yes. Dang. Your high school reunion. 10 years removed. I got to drop 40 pounds. 40? In the next year. Absolutely 40 pounds. You know the other thing that motivated me? Watching the contender last night. Yeah, those guys are cut. I'm like, God forbid I would have to get into a boxing ring and fight. Again. Because we, we wore shorts or shirts. We demanded that we get to wear shirts, you and I. I didn't even change out of my street clothes. <laughs> I went in there in jean shorts and a shirt. There's uh, still pictures out there somewhere. And you beat my ass. I just walked out there. Actually, I smoked a cigarette on the way to the ring. You did. and You still handed it to me. I barely trained. And I trained like a son of a bitch. Actually, no, I didn't. You did your normal routine, which is way more than I was doing at that point. Yeah. I was way out of shape there. I mean, Tommy can attest to this. He'd see me walking up for the show up the uh, driveway or something, and I'd be red and uh, out of breath just from walking up to uh, the station. Yeah, I thought you were, like, dying at several different points. I'm in much better shape now, though. I'd love to box now. Actually, I looked at you today, and I noticed how skinny you actually were. I know, I got my shirt unbuttoned. I'm ready to rock. By the way, why are you wearing that frat daddy striped shirt? Are you gonna, I think I look good in it. You're going to poof your collar? I should. What do they call you, flipping the collar? How does that look on me? 
<laughs> How gay is that new uh, trend, flipping the collar? It's not really new anymore. It's about a year and a half old. Yeah. Remember? I can't believe people are doing it. There was an intern back at the old station forever ago, like a Didn't summer and a half ago. Count Molula. Okay. From now on, you are. Isolate that. <laughs> Danny, you're in the hideout. Hey, how you doing? What's First up? time caller. Thanks, bro. Listen, one thing I could uh, recommend, I've done before where you feel uncomfortable. Same thing here, and I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, you feel dirty. Uh, you go into a, a handicapped restroom that has sinks, and you grit, grab some toilet paper, wet like it up. you would normally, and you wet it up and wipe it off. No, I hear you. And hey, I've been there before, you know what I mean? And by the way, trying to go and, and get into one of those handicapped stalls in D.C. is impossible. Because people live in there. Oh, yeah. Those are condos. It's so true. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get lucky enough to get into one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, man. And so it ruined my afternoon yesterday. And I just ended up going home and sitting there. And, you know. Did you finally feel better after you got back to your uh, hotel? Infinitely better. In fact, when I got I got there. Yeah, I cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go back out again. But you already uh, split it up with all your friends. Well, so. my buddies were like, "Hey, you know, too late." Yeah, we were hanging out. Sorry, so I just ended up ordering room service by myself. And <laughs> what'd you get? Eleven dollar. One of everything. <laughs> no, eleven dollar hamburger. It was good. I right, better be. An eleven dollar hamburger, though. All right, now there's somebody's giving me a picture of you beating my ass. We should put those up on uh, no, <laughs> real radio. God. I'm gonna I'm gonna give those to Catherine to put up. God damn, you're towering over me, and I just look so hideous. I gotta drop forty pounds. I know we were both pretty fat in those ones. No, you don't even look that bad. That sounds a little mo, but it's true. I gotta drop forty, man. Immediately. Maybe you need to wear these shirts and flip your collar like I am now. I'm catching on. I think I, I like it now. And by the way, the whole stripe thing's almost out. No, the stripe thing's always in. No, it's so come back in like the last year, year and a half. Maybe even just the last year. Where guys are walking around they're metrosexual stripe shirts. What's what's really uh coming out big right now and I'm thinking about jumping on it is the pink shirts. I've thought about buying a pink shirt. Oh, pink's the new black. I know. Pink's supposed to be real gangster, too. Would I be Mo if I bought a pink shirt and was wearing it around? would be Mo if you didn't. So I can do it and uh, none, nothing will change with me. Yeah, you'd be Mo if you do or you don't. You're just still going to be Mo. I'm doing it then. You should... I'm going to buy me some pink clothing. Buy pink clothing with the... I'm going uh... to buy a pink belt. Okay. A big pink belt buckle. I can see it. I don't know why you're telling me like, like no, I, I, I No, I'm not saying you should be shocked, but I'm saying that I've come to the conclusion that I need to start doing that, start wearing those kinds of things. Be a man. Big Daddy do or Big Dugan Daddy, you're not. What's up? Don't feel bad. I was walking through the mall, and I thought I had a fart, and crap came out. It was right, terrible. You can't say that. <laughs> but that has happened a few times to me. And that's a lot of times whenever I feel, like, unclean, it's because that happened. Because he sharded? Yeah. Right. No, I hear you. I just feel fat and itchy now. You know what I really want to do? You shouldn't feel itchy. Why? Because I'm all hairy. 
Here's I, can, I can see the other part, just not the itchy. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I want to lose 60 pounds. 60? I thought it was 40. Not 60, man. Lose 60 pounds. 80. Dip myself in some nair. Just go hairless. I can shave you up. Just go hairless. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that tomorrow? I'll shave you up. I don't want to get shaved. No, man. I want to do it naturally. Yeah, and there's natural. With, like, laser or something. What? Yeah, there's no way I'm going to have you shave me. God, I look at my back and I'm hideous. The only thing that's hiding the fat's the hair. 80 pounds I'm going to lose. I think if we shaved him completely. Pounds. Imagine if we shaved him completely. He'd look like a big Mexican baby. <laughs> he already has a baby face. Thank you. That means he'll look young. Put a bonnet on you. What am I, chunks? Mm-hmm. Jamie, you're in the hideout. Yeah, J-Dubs, you cannot wear pink shirts, man. No? Yeah, dude, I don't care how many gangsters think it's cool. You just got to stay off the pink. So no pink. No pink. I'm, I'm thinking I'll look good in it, though. Oh, no. Nobody How about purple? No dude looks good in pink. How about purple? So no dude looks good in pink. Purple, my high school colors. All right, people say if you're going to cheese out, Hefe, if you're going to be trendy... And I don't know how I'm going trendy, but he goes, you need to go with the mechanic shirts. I already do that. Yeah, we've been on that for a while. Yeah, we did that a long time ago. But for Mike sure. and mechanic shirts. Tour, 1987. I have all those. In the living years. <laughs> Song still makes me cry. Quick break, come back, hide out. Jeff Arena. Oh, you turn me on so much, Hefe. I want to shave you. Oh, your body. Ooh, yes. Oh, so much. See? The chicks are digging you. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. FA and Dubs 407 Starwood 041 and the singular wireless phones coming down the home stretch on a Monday evening. Now's the time, J Dubs. Gotta start dropping pounds, dude. Yeah. It's it. Now, Ninety uh, pounds I wanna lose. Now with your uh, obsession with losing weight, because it has become an obsession with you over the last few years. You've been uh, obsessed with, uh, after you gained, I don't know, you were up over 300 pounds for a while there. No, I wasn't. I got up to like 289. <laughs> you, that's, that's a generous uh, was weight was 289. I think it was 310, 320. But Stop. that's, your, uh, your thing with losing weight, is that something you've picked up from your parents? Or is that a uh, is that some kind of pressure that they've done to you? Oh, yeah, my dad completely. There were times where my dad, there was one summer, in fact, where I gained a lot of weight living with my mom in Houston. Because I hated the weather in Houston, so I'd stay in Houston, and I'd play video games constantly, like Alien vs. Predator, Final Fantasy. My dad picked me up at the end of one summer, and he just looked at me and he goes, you have no neck. <laughs> you know, what happened to your neck? See, I said that when you got back today from D.C. What happened to it? And it, he used to really be like, wow, you got so fat, what happened to you? And so it was a big, like, disappointment thing with him. 
Isn't that kind of an odd thing that uh, that you actually pick up some of these things that aren't even like you know like your your uh, your hair pattern or the color of your eyes, just stuff that is not genetically in you. You pick up from your parents. Right. You think you would become your own person. No, no way. But you aren't. You're definitely just almost a, a, a carbon copy of your parents. A little if, bit off. I don't know if you're necessarily a carbon copy. Well, I mean, just it's not as, you know, it's not the perfect thing of what they were. There's some, there's some definite changes, but a lot of it's the same. Let me ask you this, J-Dubs. You want children? No. But I may have some someday. That is an actually... I don't want to, but they could happen, and I'm not going to fight it if it does. Really? Yeah. I've thought about it more and more. I don't want kids. No? No. I'm done. You were gung-ho about having kids someday. Yeah, but then... You wanted a little baby. That's what you used to tell me. I did. I wanted a little baby. But no, I mean, come on. What am I going to do? Why does everyone need to procreate? You don't need to. Too many people already. If maybe... Why don't you take on someone who's already in the world? Maybe I'll adopt. Maybe. But I don't I don't want to raise kids. What am I going to do? Sit around and raise a child when I could be out at the bar? But you were never out at the bar. You're always at your house watching DVDs and playing video games. You're already a kid. Might as well just have a friend over. Get a four-year-old. Someone you can play you know, video games with. Nah. Fill his head with uh, political lies. You think? Yes. You can create a little clone of yourself. A little mini-me? Yeah, a little mini-liberal. It'd be great. That would be good. There aren't enough of us. <laughs> Not of us right thinkers. Correct thinkers, however. Now, what else do you think you've picked up from your parents? My mom's evil abilities. What do you mean? She's a, she's just a really mean person. She likes to pick on people a lot. She would have fun goofing on chunks the way we do. That's what yeah, she, does she definitely fun. would. In fact, she did. She came in one time and did that. Although my mom thinks that chunks is cute, which is kind of boogie to me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, please. Good luck with that. I've picked some really odd stuff up from my dad that I, I notice. Like, uh, because my dad and my mom got divorced when they were 10. When I was 10, sorry. Wow, they got married early. <laughs> yeah, they probably, got married early. No, uh, when I was 10, they got divorced. So, uh, like, I didn't really get to see a whole lot of, uh, like, consciously of what I picked up from my dad until I started hanging out with him again when I'm in my 20s. So I go over to his house now, and I see how he has a big entertainment center with video games, a big screen TV, all these different things that I look, and I have. How old is he? He's uh, 42. He's got video games? Yeah. Is he going to get one of these new PS3s or Xbox 360s? I'm sure he will. He has an Xbox right now. I'm sure he'll probably go with the Xbox 360. Goddamn, dude, I need to give up video games. I see what you're saying, though. You picked up something from your Yeah, pops. I picked you up something from that. my dad that I didn't even know. You know, I didn't know that uh, he had this obsession that I had. And uh, me and him, we have the, you know, we root for the same sports teams and everything, which is kind of just a, a regional type thing. But still, like, he doesn't care about anybody other in Michigan other than the Lions. Now, does he um, like to have his chick wear pigtails when having sex with her? No, um, my dad, uh, his wife is a little bit older, I'll say that, and uh, she doesn't have long hair. She kind of has that uh, the perm thing, where the the hair is just like right up on the head, like chunks. Yeah, she got man perm. 
No, it's not a man perm. It's an old, old woman perm. You know the the uh, the perm, that kind of perm. Huh? Just short hair. You know? Chunks, you got middle-aged woman perm. Yes, yeah, he. Great. You know, I've never noticed that, but that's what I would, uh, you know, say his hair is. You know, he's got it grown out a little bit too long to be man hair, and you know, too short to be a uh, young woman's hair. Pat, who's that? Yeah, you got Pat hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going to see the ween. Good for you, chunks. Yeah. I now that I think about it. What else I pick up from my parents? My mom's fondness for food. Yeah, did you pick up food habits? I mean, is it more than uh, just the eating habits? Is it where you eat? It's the way we attack food. We attack it as if it's some sort of a puzzle. Really? Always trying to get down to make the last bite the best bite. But do you do you have the same food taste, or does she like a completely different food than you do? No, I think I got that just because we, you know, when I was growing up, we'd eat, you know, whatever she ate. So that's yeah. what I ended up like. What else you pick up from your pops? Uh, my dad, you know, that's the, those are the biggest things. My, you know, obsession with uh, big entertainment center. What and about what about your mom? My mom, I picked up probably. Uh, you know, I don't know what I picked up from my mom. Smoking? Yeah, smoking's one of them. Tanning? I don't like to, you know, actually go to the fake tan. I will. Your fondness for dudes with mullets? Yes, I do love a nice mullet. A nice mullet can beat out anything. Better than pigtails. Take a break and we'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Worst music video ever. Wrap it up the hideout on a Monday night. Half fan dubs about to shut things down. Real Radio 104.1. Thank you to everybody who participated this evening. If you have something on your mind you need to uh, throw out there, here as we wrap things up. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Dubs, it's so odd. Sometimes when you think back at an entire 24-hour span. Yeah. Like last night. I fell. I was going to sleep in a hotel in D.C. Downtown D.C. Mm-hmm. This morning, I woke up and took the metro, got to a national airport, flew down here, went grocery shopping, came here, prepped it, the whole show. I mean, that's that's a lot to do in one day, wouldn't you think? It seems, yeah, I mean, it's a busy day, definitely. It, it seems like a, you know, just to think, it's always odd to think that you wake up someplace. And then you're going to, to sleep in a different place. In some place completely on the uh, another part of the country. When you look at the map, even look how far it seems. Yeah. It's just an odd thing to think about. But I slept on the plane, and it was very odd sleep because I was on a plane, and I was having a dream about being on a plane. Yeah? Yeah. What was the dream about? The dream was about being on a plane that was like, flying through obstacles like we were flying around things like mountains do you think you guys were hitting some kind of rough areas when you were sleeping maybe no it was almost like the like in the dream it was like the pilot was going through some sort of a course where it was almost like flying through hoops were you scared or were you having fun 
And I was actually having fun with it, which is really odd, because flying's not something that I like to do. No. And have you ever thought about being on a plane and just how unnatural it is? Oh, it's completely unnatural. It's completely unnatural being in a car. But the plane seems to me a little bit more insane because it's a big metal tube filled with flesh and gas. Well, what seems odder than that to me, because that's what a car is, too, is a big metal tube filled with flesh and gas. But this one is being propelled into the air and uh, staying at a constant high level. I mean... At a high speed. Have you ever thought about this, too, whenever you're on a plane? Because I'm sitting there, and what's so funny is that my neck hurts because I was sleeping on the plane. Like, you get one of those little pillows and you try to scrunch it up and lean it. If you're at the window, you lean it against the window or, the, you know, the wall of the plane. Mm-hmm. But have you thought about how little is keeping you from flying out of that plane? Yeah, well, there's only that what is uh, probably about... Six uh, inches. Yeah. yeah, about a six-inch wall right there. That it's six inches between you and falling... 25,000 feet? I mean, that, I don't I don't even sleep on a plane anymore. Just because I, I, my dreams are always out of whack. And I know if I fell asleep and those are my surroundings... You would wake up like really... Yeah. Like, and I, and I, what I do a lot is I'll talk in my sleep, and I don't know what I'd be saying, what kind of dream I'd be having. It would probably be a really freaky plane dream, and I just don't want... Everybody listening to that and while they're on a plane. And you don't want to, you know, scare people around exactly. you. Exactly. And then I also worry, too, if I'm snoring. Like, I don't want to snore on a plane while we're sleeping. Now, uh, I, I always fall asleep for some reason when they're giving the announcements in the front of the plane. And I'll wake up when we start pulling out. And the last time I fell asleep while they're giving the announcements, I woke myself up by snoring. Which kind of embarrassed me a little bit. Because everybody was looking at me because this lady up front is trying to tell everybody how to be safe and uh, what to do in case of an emergency. And I wake myself up with one of the biggest snores. It it probably even seemed like I was heckling her a little bit. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Where you're like... Yeah, boring. (laughs) But I'm sitting there on that plane. And I'm just looking... And it's that six inches that's keeping me. You're looking at the six inches. I get you. But flying out into a... Looks bigger when you're just looking at it, doesn't it? When you're right up on it. Stop. I don't know. That's just me, man. And then, then the dream was just freaky. I was flying in today, too, right. and I sat in the front for the first time. And when you're accelerating, you know, right when you take off, there's this high-pitched whine, and it sounds like the engines are going to fall off. And then the scariest thing is all of a sudden it just stops. And it just goes like... And when you're in the air, have you felt... Because, like, you can feel it, and I don't know if they're turning off an engine or what happens, but it's like that little moment where it's like... And every, and you can kind of feel it in yeah. your gut where it's like, okay, they just turn off an engine, and you look around, and you're like, is everything okay? Okay, nobody else is panicking, so I guess we're okay. Yeah, and nobody else seems to mind either. No, but you're like, hey, what? but you know they're all thinking the same thing you are. One time me and you flew together, and it was has to be the freakiest uh, flight we ever took because we get on the plane, which was a really small plane to begin with. This guy gets on, says, hi, I'm going to be your captain today. 
And I was thinking, what, the goddamn football team? This guy looked like he was probably 16, 17 years old. That's what he looked like in the face. He gets in the cockpit, sits down, starts uh, messing with the buttons and everything. He presses a button. All the power goes out in the whole plane. Presses it again. Comes back on. We go through this about three or four times until someone out of the seats comes up there, presses the buttons for him, and is like, hey, there you go. It must have been another pilot from that uh, from the airline. Airline, but still, it's a little uneasy when this guy's you know pressing buttons up there, making the power go on and off, and uh, a pilot from in the uh, plane is so worried about it, he has to go up there and fix it for him. And now it's odd too, is it the waitress or the waitress or the stewardess? I'm sorry. Yeah. She goes, oh, don't worry about that all the time. People come out of the seats all the time and like mess around with the buttons. And she also said he's gonna be fine. It's like a big video game. Yeah, like playing Xbox. Yeah, that's what she says. And we're like, whoa, about to fly to Detroit here, honey. Can we yeah. treat it like more, a little bit more of a video game, please? Because there's no extra life. Yeah. And for some reason, you can't land it like it's the Top Gun video game. There's no continues in this Airwolf. Right. But it's that, it's that whole scenario. But you know, I I wasn't as scared this go round. But there's sometimes, man, you're sitting there on a plane, you're just thinking, whoa. What I always do, I like to look around me and say, are these people deserving of death? Am I here with a bunch of old people and people who look like, you know, God wants to take them today? I can usually tell what kind of flood I'm going to have before I even get on the plane by the people I'm around. And it doesn't mean that we're going to die when I see people. I'm like, yeah, it seems like this plane could go down. It's I know it's going to be a bumpy flight, and I'm usually always right. Just by the people around me, I can tell, all right, this is going to be a bumpy flight. might be something in my head where I'm just paying attention to more of the uh, the stuff going on around me. But when I see, you know, good Christian people getting into the plane, I know what? it's going to be an okay flight. You're insane. Do you realize how insane you are and how, that little, how little that has to do with anything? Hey, I'm telling you how my mind works. Fly with Christians, my friend. Backwards You'll be fine. Backwards and awful. Fallerville, that's the way it works. I'm not a Christian man, but I prefer to fly with Christians. That's something I want to get into at some point, too. Christianity? Well, I've been there and done that already. No, thank you. But if you're a Christian, isn't the whole point of being a Christian to die? No. To live for as long as you can. No! For I thought, some reason, it is. I thought the whole point would be to go to heaven, so you would want to die as soon as you could. All I know is every Christian I've ever known wants to hold on for as long as they can. Which makes me a little nervous. It sure does. Hey, wait a second. If you... <laughs> if you're afraid to die, I'm definitely afraid to die. That actually made me feel better. All right, Dubs, that's it for tonight. We will be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Chunks again, our deepest apologies. Yeah. It wasn't something that we wanted to do. You never want to look. You never want to mis- make a mistake on the radio when you're a host. But it happened this evening. Yeah. We um, and it it ended up with you biting another man's ass, and that's just not something that we had planned. Yeah. Well, we had a plan, but we shouldn't have had a plan. That's the problem. <clears throat> so. Income. And I want to thank number one for keeping a calm, cool head about it. Yeah, though. not yelling. You know, he's every he's about to earn his new nickname. He's about to be Double Horn. Because he's always giving me the double horns. Like everything's okay. You're close to earning a name, number one. See, if I saw him doing that to me when I'm getting on a plane, I'd be worried. Not Christian. 
I can understand. I'd be, uh, yeah, I'd be afraid if he was on my plane. Just the fact that he'd try to rub me on my thigh if he was sitting next to me. I'd enjoy that. You're under suspicion, number one. Mile high. Under suspicion. We'll see you guys. Uh, Monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke middays. Phillips Fall in the afternoon. We're back at 7. We're the hideout. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Well. We 5,000. We are, bitch. 5,000. What's wrong with you? Five thousand.